Jose Mourinho, you're finished, bro. You're so, so, so finished. I'm shaking. I'm literally looking at my hands. They're shaking right now. The final whistle just blew. 3-1. Manchester United. Oh, my word. They tried to rob us in the first half. They tried to rob us in the first half with some bullshit vocal. I don't care. Don't come back. Don't tell me. Don't tell me it's a foul. Don't tell me it's a foul. Son just dropped to his... Oh, let me chill because we won the game. My head was flying at halftime. I'm running downstairs. You know when you're just walking in the kitchen? I'm just walking left and right. I, don't, I, I just didn't know my purpose. My head was flying. My head was in space. But it's not anymore. Mason Greenwood, what a player. Edinson Cavani, El Movemento, El Marathono, Cavadio, whatever you want to call him. Listen, he scores goals. Oh, let's get it. Sorry, I'm too hyping it. I'm too hype. Yo, my people. Welcome to the ISO Quince podcast. Episode 2, we had to run it back. The feedback from episode 1 last week was crazy. You lot was loving it. Managed to get like over a thousand listens in just a couple of days. So the support's been crazy. You guys were loving it. Um, thank you for everyone that messaged me feedback about um, the pod, anything, the audio, the segments, all of it, man. It's all appreciated. I've got a spicy episode for you guys today. I've got two of my boys coming on. I've got my boy Mobs coming on for the first segment. We're going to review what the hell just happened in that game. What a game. What a game. This is what I'm talking about. Barclays. Barclays is so clear, man. Barclays is so clear. What a game, man. You know them games that just have everything. Just, ah. Oh. I'm so hype. I'm so hype right now, man. This is the PTSD from Jose Mourinho, man. When he was at United, the worst three years of my life, man. Oh, let me just take a breath. Let me just take. Let me just take this in for a sec. <sighs> Segment two, I'm gonna have my other boy Kish, another Spurs fan, on. Oh, I might grill him. I might grill him, you know. But hopefully, our man's calmed down by then, and we're gonna talk serious. We're gonna talk about Mourinho. We're gonna talk about these guys, man. We're gonna talk about Kane. We're gonna talk about Bale. What like what's going on at Spurs, man? It's looking like a circus. These these lot are a mess. So I'm gonna have to ask him some serious questions, man. Um, and it's gonna be two segments. It's gonna be one on one conversation in both segments. I would do a group call, but I feel like the audio quality is drastically worse. And obviously, I want the best listener experience for you guys. So I think that a one v one call would be better. I mean, if there was no COVID, then these guys would just come to my yard and we could talk about it just face to face. But it is what it is, man. So you look got to bear with me. But let me know if you're feeling that or if you think I should just do a full group call next time, innit? But, oh, I'm so hyped, man. Listen, I might be a bit excited in this episode. And apologies in advance. Apologies in advance. This is what happens when you record as soon as the whistle blows. But I'm so hyped. Half time, I was shook. I thought, am I really going to have to record the pod after I've just lost? I'm going to have to talk to two Spurs fans after they just beat me on some bullshit vocal. Oh, This is going to be a good one, guys. Look, you lot let me know, innit? Give me the feedback. I hope you guys enjoy. Just wanted to say quickly, oh, this is so jumbled up now. I promise I'm going to go harder uh, episode for you. I'm going to sort it out more. But segment two is actually now a roundup of the big Premier League fixtures. So... The City game, the Chelsea game, the West Ham game, the Arsenal game and the Liverpool game. Um, segment three 
is going to be me and my boy, the second guest, Kish, and we're going to be talking all things Spurs. So, Spurs fans, football fans in general, don't miss it. All right, I'm back. I'm here with my boy, Mobs, Mobs Hendrix, <laughs> making movies up in Manny, living it up, student thing, but he come, give man some time, going to share his thoughts on the game. My, my bro, how you doing? I'm tired, bro. I'm just tired, fam. Same shit every week. Score first, come out for the second half, no ideas. Camping lock, camping our box, dead substitutions, one prick on the sideline. Like, just, just same bro, shit. I was thinking, bro, was just gonna say, oh yeah, yo, bro, like, thanks for being, thanks for having me. Donny jumped straight into it, fam. This is what I'm talking about. This is what Mourinho is doing to guys. Well, I just got to ask you, what happened in that game, bro? So the first half, yeah, I can't lie, that's probably the best we've looked in that. Like, and we weren't even that good. That's the best we've looked in like a couple of weeks. Exactly, uh, bro. You weren't even that good, bro. But it was just, just open. It was a bit more open. Like you guys were yeah. like a bit of intent, like a little press, like a Mourinho press, bro. That half-hearted thing. Yeah, dead press, fam. Bare oh. holes in it. Yeah, when I when I um, started watching the game, I thought, ah, oh, this is gonna be so boring. You know when no one wants to play. Yeah, fans are just hoofing it to each other, just kicking it. You know, no, no patterns of play, no real passing with intent. I thought it was going to be one of them scrappy ones, bro. First half, especially. But I feel like you can, you lot wanted to come out, you lot wanted to to come get us still. Yeah, like um, we were trying to get Ndombele and Lasso on the ball, mm-hmm. and like we kept um, can't lie, Kane was like he was in pockets in it, like oh. he was not for that for like the first forty minutes of that or like thirty five minutes of that half. You barely saw him in it. Uh, Regulon just kept kicking it, like passing to you lot, like that guy. I don't know yeah. why. I now nah, Regulon, we might have to have a conversation on Regulon, you know. Yeah, can't lie. Someone, uh, what was he that said Regulon? Bro, this is what I'm saying. He's pissed now. When someone finds a good slander name for you, everyone's just gonna look at you different now. Yeah. So now, listen, he's not even called Regulon, bro. He's called Regular Don, bro. That's just a regular <laughs> Don now. That's just a regular Don, bro. Yeah, can't no. lie. He started the season well on it, but got injured. Come back, look absolutely rubbish, fam. Mm-hmm. But you know what it is with him, yeah? It's like Donny wants to play at 100 miles per hour. Every single action has to be super fast, like super speed yeah, yeah. betting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's long. Like, like, he doesn't want to just chill. Like, he doesn't want to just chill on the ball, maybe pass it back, you know, set up again, like restart play. He just wants to dribble, boy. He just wants to drive or do something. Like, it's like he's too eager to impress, bro. Yeah, even the comp Martin Tyler was like, oh, Regulon's first stop is always forward. Like, and it, the guy ends up losing the ball most of the time, innit? Like, just hoofing it down the channels, Son, or like trying to pass infield. Kind of, like, he's got that Kante short passing game, fam. It is tired. Oh, bro. Oh, you're mocking it. Nah. But the thing about Regulon, though, I'm not going to say that he's shit, though. I think he's still a good player, still. I think he's a, I think he's a solid left back. You know, nowadays, you need your left backs to bomb forward and that, like, he's got yeah. energy. He's rapid, bro. Like, these are good qualities that you need to have in a modern-day fullback, do you know what I'm saying? And yeah, he's got yeah, sure. I think at the start of the year, he's whipping it into Kane quite a bit. I think, what what game was it where he got that assist? Was it Newcastle? Or, yeah, uh, yeah. And he Newcastle. got one as well, innit? Yeah. Well, he was looking serious. I don't know. Now, nah, maybe the injuries messed him up a bit. Maybe yeah. he just needs, you know, like a summer. I think he's going to go Euros, though. Be on the plane for Spain, innit? Yeah. Now, he starts for Spain, innit? Yeah, I think so. I'm not sure if Jordi Alba's still in, in contention. Yeah, no, no, no. He's patterned, though. Like, he's a good left-back. Like, you lot, I think, 
Defo, like if, if Madrid won him back, what are you would you would you um, like I can't lie, it's profit in it, but ah just no 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 if like Madrid won him back, like and the op- like, options down to us, I don't want him going in it. He's young, like he is a good left back, isn't he? Just been playing a bit dead recently, but yeah, no, I definitely keep him. Oh, 45 mil. I say Madrid come and say, yeah, look, 45 mil. Here you go, in it. You say no. I actually can't. I'll take it. I'd actually oh, take geez, it. Bro, that's peas, you know. Yeah, it's a lot for a defender but as well, man. Who's your alternative? Ben Davis. Yeah, and that guy's shit. He's playing against you, bro. That's ten men. You're playing with ten men if you're playing with Ben Davis, yeah, bro. Yeah, that guy is too dead, man. You not got no one in the academy to come up. No, no, no. We got uh, Dennis Serkin. I can't lie. He's like. Proper good in it, but Jose like he puts him on the bench sometimes, never plays him. But Probably he's not like, ready in it. Yeah, It'd be no. unfair Especially to slap him in a Mourinho team as well. That's that's unfair. I wouldn't yeah, wish yeah. that. Be nah, but forty-five mil can get you a left back. But you know what? Nah, I think he's I think he's one of I don't want to say one of the best left backs in the Prem because that just sounds mad, in it. But yeah. if you're saying to me top five left backs, he's probably there. Like yeah, there or thereabouts in it. He's definitely top five. I'm thinking, yeah, I'd have him top five. I have a couple men ahead of him, though. Yeah. Well, you, you, you're taking Shaw ahead of him, innit? Yeah, yeah. I can't lie. Obviously, Shaw, don't know what he was on before this season, innit? But this season, I can't lie, it's been amazing. Fascinating, bro. I don't know what he was on, bro. But this year, I have to give it to him. Like, you see his cross, um, his, like, uh, what's it called? Like, his switch of play for... um. Yeah, or like yeah, he's balling yeah. behind and then Pogba charge you. Some Fugazi back here. I don't know what that guy was doing. Shit headed it. Nah, nah, he was he was hard today, he was solid still. Yeah, um, I think he's probably been the best left back in the Prem this year. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, nah, nah. I, it's been a surprise for me. It's been a surprise for me, bro. Even in summer, we're talking about Regulon, bro. Yeah. On my knees for Regulon, bro. Yeah, sure. I can't lie. Just stepped it up properly this year, innit? I can't lie. I think uh, maybe having Teller's composition has like helped him step up his game, innit? Definitely made him take it up to another level, bro. I thought Teller's was gonna replace my man, but nah. Yeah, yeah, same. You know what I'm saying, bro? I thought Teller's was gonna start for us, but nah, nah. Sure, sure's clear of that guy, bro. And now, this is what I'm saying. Regulon, I was ready to drop 30 mil on him. I'm just happy the way things panned out, bro. It looked like an L in summer, but nah, I'm happy. I wouldn't change it still. But nah, he's a solid player still. I think you should keep him. 45 mil, that is crazy, though. That's peace still. Yeah. I think probably just keep him. I don't even know if Madrid will ask for him back. But nah, um, I don't think Zidane will. He like, likes Mendy. He likes Marcelo, isn't it? You don't really, you don't really like... Nah, nah, he likes Mendy. Mendy's better still. Mendy's better. Yeah, but, for sure. Um, anyway, let's move on. Bro, talk to me about that VAR decision, bro, that Cavani disallowed goal, bro. Yeah, can't lie. That's what VAR's been brought in for, bro. Uh, to get decisions bro. like that right. Don't do this to me, bro. Bro, McTominay chopped Son in the nose. Like, he chopped him. Karate chopped, chopped him, the nose. Bro. Chopped him, bro. Yeah, well, I've seen, I seen a video where he, like, chopped you him know, in his nose, innit? Oh, no, bro. You know McTominay's just running there. And Son's on him. He's just, you know, little nudge, get off. That's yeah, a, can't lie, bro. Hands to face, like in football, it's just that's just the way the game is nowadays, isn't it? Like, all right, but we can agree that that Son milked it. Though. Yeah, yeah, for sure, isn't it? But that's what he's got to do, like. Got to do that, isn't it? 
Mm, right, question. Do you think he would have done that before when Mourinho went in? Because you know Mourinho in the Amazon Prime thing as well, he's like, oh, you guys are good guys. I, I need nasty guys. I need, you know, th- that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. He said, um, be intelligent cunts, innit? That's what Son was being, an intelligent cunt. Uh, say nothing, say nothing, say nothing. Now, because I've seen a couple of you, and like, Hoiberg, Hoiberg, that's a nasty fucker right there, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's different. I can't lie. That guy likes... Bro, do you know what he is? Hoiberg is that guy that when he plays for you, you love him. But yeah, everyone yeah. else... He's a bit of a rat, I can't lie, but I love him. That's like Bruno, isn't it? He's all Bruno, isn't it? Yeah. Like, is your Bruno still? Nah, trust, because I know you don't like Bruno, bro. Yeah. Yeah, can't see. That guy was just anonymous today, man. Top six. <laughs> Top six, just doing nothing. Anonymous. Bro, you're kidding, bro. What? I know you saw the makes for the third goal, bro. Obviously, Obviously, yeah, he did that. Yeah, he did that. But, like, that's come on, bro. That's what he's in for. That's why he paid the big bucks for him, bro. Didn't influence. Obviously, okay, that no. did influence your goal, innit? Okay, but, okay. Yeah, see, it's just that one moment, you know what I mean? The rest of the game, is, it left you not wanting, innit? I'm not going to say that now. He definitely wasn't the best player or nothing or, or anything for us. Um, He was very regular in the first half. I was thinking, bro, in the first half... You know my head was flying, bro. Yeah, my yeah. head was so gone, bro. I was looking at Bruno, I was thinking, Bruno, what are you doing, bro? Even in the second half, for parts of it, he's, you know, typical Bruno, yeah. over-hit pass, under-hit pass, kicking it out, play them things there. But he's come up with a cheeky megs. That's a key pass in my book, bro. That's a yeah, key yeah. pass in my book. Nah, it was still got the ball to Greenwood, isn't it? Mm, exactly, and then Greenwood put in a peach of a cross, bro. Who was marking Cavani, by the way? Was that regular? Um, no, no, no. Uh, it was Dyer. Dyer Dyer. and Ori. Yeah. You want Dyer gone in summer, innit? Absolutely, bro. Oh, bro, you see for Fred's goal? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Man put his hand up, yeah, for offside instead of defending. He was, like, ahead of Fred, but he just stopped, like, defending, put his hand up, saying offside, and Fred just scored the rebound. If the guy played to the whistle, he could have just, like, cleared it. Uh, bro, I hate them smart-ass defenders. Bro. Uh, offside, hand up, bro. Just defend the ball, bro. Play to the whistle. So annoying, bro. Bro, this is the VAR effect, you know. The VAR's got man thinking that they can they can cheat, they can cop out a defending, you know. Yeah. This is what I said, bro. VAR's the best defender in the league, you know. Yeah, for sure. VAR's the best defender in the league. VAR will have, have you fucking chalking off goals that were perfect, perfectly <laughs> fine. Like yesterday, the Firmino thing. Oh, yeah, that fam. I don't even know how that was offside. Now, VAR, we need to have a... You know, I might have to have a podcast episode just on VAR, you know. Yeah, can't lie, man. It's just... Can't lie, Premier is just better. Actually, I can't lie. It's entertaining, isn't it? When it's not your team, you can't lie. Like, it's obviously, I know, I know you don't like Liverpool. You've seen mm. that. You gassed, in it? But yeah, yeah. Nah, nah, nah. But let's talk about second half. Let's talk about second half. Um, all right. I think United come out. I think United come out with intent. Would you say that we was on top of of you lot in the second half at the start? Yeah, for sure. Like, bro, like, we just come out typical Mourinho second half, uh, not pressing as much, not like less energy. Uh, players like just dropping deep, trying to defend, bro, like, just you letting guys, you like, grow into the game. Why do you guys do this every game? I don't know, bro. And the guy says like, what do you say? Oh, uh, same coach, different players. Like, bro, then don't do it in it if you can't defend deep. And you can't see out games. What's the point of doing it? It's gonna. Mm. What, we've dropped, uh, I think, twenty points. I think I've seen a stat on stat on Opta. Twenty points from winning positions this season, bro. 
like the most um uh you know if those career. 20 points, if you got those 20 points you might be in the title conversation right now you know yeah bro like i can't like what uh december times we were um like top in it and then yeah after that just started dropping silly collapse. points collapse bro a whole collapse yeah typical tottenham isn't it <laughs> I don't even think it's typical Tottenham, bro. I think it's typical Mourinho, bro. Because I think um, there was one season under Poch. I think it might have been the year Chelsea won it in 2016-17. Yeah. Pretty close. Closer than, well, obviously closer than this year. I think it was only the last few games. I remember West Ham goal that Lanzini scored. That kind of was like, oh, uh, it's probably done now. So I'm not even going to say it's the players, the bottling. I'm not not even going to... I'm not going to entertain that, man. Yeah. Or just like a, a culture that he's implemented and he's brought to the club is... Because under Poch, when you're scoring one goal, bro, you're not defending, bro. You're going for blood. You're going yeah, for like goals. Three, bro, we used to, how many times in 16, 17 did we win that 4-0 on the Because we were just like, we wouldn't like take our foot off the gas in it. Just keep yeah. going, keep pressing, score more. Uh, White Hart Lane. What I swear you went the whole uh, season unbeaten at White Hart Lane. Yeah, yeah. Only two draws and like uh, I think how many? Yeah, like two no. draws and the rest wins. Nah, man. I'm deep in it. Mourinho has massacred the club, bro. Yeah, it's, it's moist, uh, man. Nah, I, I'm understanding. It's kind of it's coming back. The Man United days when Mourinho was there is coming back now. So I'm deep in it because I West. remember his feeling, man. I remember how I was feeling, bro. And you know the worst thing is. You know when you lot, uh, when he sits back or the, the tactics is poor and you drop points, yeah. when he's asked about it, he's not giving you analysis. He's not saying, oh, we did this wrong or that. Like, a two call yeah. might drop on someone. Marina will say something like, oh, uh, different different players. So the players, uh, yeah. you know, he'll say some, some sly comment about a player that's just, it's just unnecessary. Yeah, bro, just it's weird. The guy's just weird. I can't lie. Like, what's it called? Um, today, uh, like, I don't know if you've seen it yet, but he was like responding to Oli's comments saying that son conned him in it, and this guy just started giving some analogy about how that um he's a son's a better father than um Oli gonna social something like that. Cause bro, the guy was just waffling in his press conference. Like, mm-hmm. nah, I've seen it. Bro, had... you know what he's doing, bro? Do you know what he's doing? He's deflecting, bro. Yeah, it's the meltdown, exactly. isn't it? Typical yeah, Mourinho the... meltdown. Exactly. Now the headlines are Oli versus Mourinho. Uh, Mourinho says this about Oli. Mourinho says Oli's a bad dad. Do you know what I mean? He's trying to manipulate the headlines, bro. You don't yeah. want to see oh, Tottenham outclassed, United come back winning style. He wants to see oh, Jose Mourinho said this about Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. Do you know what I mean? He wants them little petty victories, bro. Yeah, he loves taking the attention away from the actual exactly. game of football. He loves the cameras, bro. It's too much. It's like a, it's, a, it's the Mourinho show. That's the problem, and you lose you lose what your club's supposed to be. That's what I'm saying. When he was at United, like I was thinking, what is my club? What is the identity of the club? Do you know what I mean? I've criticized Oli a lot during his time at United, right? Yeah. But Oli has steadied the ship, bro. He's steadied the ship. Now all the all the talk at United is about football. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's about what did the manager say about this player? Like, I feel like Mourinho actually does it on purpose, bro. Like he creates a to- toxic atmosphere. Yeah, like, like, what's it called? He likes singling out players, innit? And, like, he knows what's going to happen, but he still goes ahead and does it anyway, innit? 
Hmm, no, nah, it's like, does he think that like the players are going to respond like, oh, yeah, now oh, I'm going to wear my heart on my sleeve, I'm going to die for Mourinho, I'm going to go crazy. Like, they always go into their show because the way he does it, it's not even constructive. He done the same thing to Luke Shaw, bro. Yeah, just I remember what he said. His body, my 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 head. Like, how can you even say that after after man's put in a nice performance, confidence is low. You know his confidence is low. He's done well. Yeah. Say, oh, the kids played well. And he's talking about himself again. It's just, it's rubbish, bro. Nah, man, I'm, I'm with you, bro. I'm with you. I, I can, I know how you feel, man. I know how you feel. And then, um, obviously, Cavani, we talk about Cavani's goal. Uh, I think you guys put on a bit of pressure around, like, from, like, the 70, like, the 80th minute, I'd say, from the 80th minute, you guys put on a bit of pressure, you know, when you hoof it up, backs yeah. against the wall stuff. You lot hit the post, didn't it? Well, Cavani hit the post. Uh, yeah. The but then... Post- for you, man, bro. He was trying to score on both ends, bro. This guy loves goals, man. Yeah. And what's it called? Um, we had that one, I think our one chance in the second half was when Son had it and then he hit it like Henderson's feet. Can't lie. Henderson, Henderson made a couple of good saves in that second half still. Game, I was a bit surprised. He was sweeping, in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a good game, bro. Nah, Hendo, I think it's clear, like, it, it's obvious to everyone, like, he's the number one for United now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. The days are numbered, isn't it? He's finished. The hay is finished. You know about you. You watch United, bro. You see what yeah, the yeah. shenanigans he's pulling. And then he's what? He's just going home with three hundred and fifty bags every week. <laughs> nah, because you know that will have my head steaming, bro. <laughs> the mistakes. Even now, I can feel my heart. My heart's pumping, bro. I'm so happy that we've got a keeper that's competent, doesn't just throw balls into our his own net, and is commanding. Nah, it feels great, fam. And I got a shout out Loris. You see Loris is safe for Bruno, bro. Yeah, yeah, proper good save. Proper save, bro. But, at, the same, at the same time, yeah, Loris, what's it called, bro? His kick, guy can't clear the, kick the ball out. Like, he kicked the ball out, yeah, straight to Fred in, like, the build-up to Fred's goal, innit? And then Fred won the ball, and then you lot passed around us, and then Fred scored, like... Remember, remember. Nah, he, he is, like, kind of a traditional keeps, innit? He's a good shot stopper. Yeah. He's not, like... He's not Distribution is poor. Yeah, he's not really a modern. He's not an Edison. There's no way he's not. He's not an Edison or one of them guys. But he's got a crazy reflex saving him, bro. Yeah, that yeah. was serious, serious save. Um, but uh, what do you think he could have done better for Greenwood's goal? Uh, yeah, I can't lie. Obviously, regular, regular got uh, he got sourced in it by Greenwood. But what's it called? Uh, can't lie. Near post, lots of power on in it. Like Greenwood's proper close to the goal, but yeah, probably should have kept it out. I can't lie. Mm-hmm. Nah, but that was a good goal, yeah. Regular, because I'm thinking, you know, these past few weeks, I'm a big fan of Greenwood. Yeah, obviously he's not been as good as he was last year. I feel like he's coming back. This might be his moment. This game, in it, yeah, uh, the game changer coming off the bench. But in recent weeks, in recent games, even against Granada, bro, his stepovers were looking a bit. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're not really doing anything. He's just kind of waving his feet around and. Yeah, he does that a lot, like trying to get the room off for the shot, isn't it? Yeah, like I think he, mm, I think maybe he needs to take a new approach to that. But obviously today he's given Regulon the one-two. Regulon didn't know where he was going, but he was spun, yeah. bro. I yeah. think Regulon, mm, nah, Regulon, he needs to work on his one-v-one defending. I think I think he's the erraticness in his in his game, kind of comes it, it shows in those one-v-one periods where you just need a bit of composure. Don't need to dive in just yet. Yeah, yeah, he's, he looks a bit like head loss. I can't lie. He is a bit headless, bro. Um, but yeah, uh, fucking Lloris. Now nah, he should have done better for that for that third goal. But you know who definitely should have done better? 
Hoiberg, uh, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to talk about that one, nah. Nah, I got absolutely... Can't like Pogba, obviously. Bit, can't like, I, hate, I hate on Pogba, innit, because he could always do better. Like, when, mm. I feel like he's never played up to his talent, but today, like, you can see it. Like, even for the disallowed goal for Cavani, what a pass. And, like, you know, yeah. They call, they call yeah, yeah, yeah. That's quality. You know, that's what I'm saying. Pogba, it's, uh, it's annoying for me because even the Granada game, he's walking around like he's like he doesn't want to be there, bro. He's just pissing me off because I'm like, bro, you can be the best midfielder in the world if you want to, if you want to be that, you know. You can oh, yeah. be the best midfielder in the world if you want to be engaged every game, 90 minutes. You can do this, bro. Do you know what I'm saying? He's yeah. got so much in his bag. And it's annoying because I think United fans have been saying this for years, but I still think we're yet to see it across a full 38-game season. We definitely have had stretches, long stretches, where he's yeah. played really well. I think he's been underrated a lot during his career, um, his United career. But we still, we're still yet to get that super consistent Mr. 10 out of 10 Pogba. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, today, sure. in that second half... It was a running game, man. He did what he had to do. He was enjoying on that left wing, man. He was feeling free on that left wing. Aurea, he Aurea couldn't control him. It's a different kind of winger, isn't it? It's yeah. not like, it's not a Salah or a Mane just trying to get him behind you. It's yeah, different. It's, coming short to the ball, isn't it? Like exactly, bro. It's it's big strength. It's not so much pace, it's strength and technique. And I think the best bit of the strength and technique was when he done the little the one two on uh Hoiberg. Hoiberg's yeah, a bit of a stripper, isn't it? Like, he's a big stripper, bro. He's got a strip club in the middle of Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I'm telling you, that centre circle, bro. He's on the pole. That's his pole, bro. Yeah. Like, Hoiberg's good when he's like pressing up the pitch to try to win the ball, isn't it? But when he's like, it's weird because he's meant to be our deepest midfielder, isn't it? But yeah, yeah, yeah. But he like he's proper good at pressing, isn't it? But yeah. like, when he's actually trying to like, like Rice in that situation, for example, or like Indeedy, they wouldn't get beat that easy. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's calm, bro. Rice or Indeedy, they're backing off. Do you know what my biggest thing about Hoiberg is, yeah? I think there's a few parts of his game that he needs to work on. I think he's not very good at breaking lines as a passer. But I think people nowadays get caught up too much with DMs and, you know, progression, right? Ball progression and passing. Like, obviously, it's important, right? But when you're a defender, bro, you need to defend, first of all. Do you know what I mean? I'm not taking a, a... uh, defensive midfielder that's a sick passer but can't defend bro that's a number 10 bro yeah you know what I mean that's a number 10 the thing with what I would say about Hoiberg I think the passing thing but I mean it's not that deep he can still pass he can still spot a pass right yeah but for him he's too excited when he sees a chance to press he yeah. loves to go straight up uh, even today he was doing it a couple of times but I think I've seen him do it quite a lot of times in the Villa game especially that you guys won over a week yeah he runs up to a midfielder, thinks he can kind of nip it out or like intercept a pass, and he leaves a whole island in front of the back four. I see him do it yeah, quite a lot, bro. I think his defensive positioning, it needs a bit of work still. I think he's definitely been a good addition to the uh, Spurs' squad. I think you did need a player like that. Yeah, for sure. What, what's the consensus with Spurs fans? I feel like Spurs fans like him quite a bit, though. Yeah, they, now they love him. Like to the, it's to the point where they can't recognize like the flaws in his game or when he has a bad game. Like, yeah, obviously they're buying into the whole like, oh, he's a warrior thing too much, isn't it? Like, yeah, I think like, when you get that warrior tag, like people think like when you're running, running round, pressing headless chicken thing, that it's a good thing. 
more time is really counterproductive, you know. Yeah. I need a DM to be composed. I need a DM to scan the area, look at their position in front of the back four as an anchor and think, all right, cool, I know if there's a pass coming here, I'm in this lane. Do you know what I mean? If someone comes to drive in this lane, I'm here. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? And especially when you're playing a team, when you're playing the big boys, I think you've done a good job against City when you won 2-0 in the first yeah. leg. I think in the second leg, what, he gave away a pen or something, innit? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was, yeah, in that second leg, that's when I kind of spotted it. And I think today, when, in the second half especially, I think Bruno's picking it up in pockets, bro. Pogba especially, he's picking it up in pockets and he's taking the game to you guys. I think that's when I really sparked the, uh, I saw the change. Yeah. Uh, in the second half, in intensity, in purpose, because Bruno's uh, carrying it, Pogba's carrying it. I think there you need like a, a Declan Rice and Didi. I don't think you guys would be able to get either of them. I think you'd have to stick yeah. with Hoyman. I think he's definitely good, but yeah. he could definitely look at some parts of his game uh, and improve on them. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, now we got Skip coming next year, innit? So watch out for that. Skip, bro. Skip is a baller, bro. I know about Skip, bro. Yeah. I know from time, from young, he's a baller. From England youth games, UEFA youth league, he's a serious, serious player, man. And I feel like he's not a name yet, innit? You know when yeah. you get a star and there's a bit of hype, I think now the Balogun player from Arsenal. Yeah. I'm talking about him a bit like, oh yeah, this guy's a baller. A few clips are coming out, uh, contract talks. You see yeah. Arsenal getting excited about it, innit? Yeah, so yeah. That, that is Oliver Skip. For, for Tottenham Hotspur. He's the next one. He's the next star boy. Yeah. I feel like he might even like replace Hoiberg in the start of November next year. Still, I think he's better than Hoiberg. I know he's not proved it, innit? This is the problem. Yeah. He's not yeah, innit? I, I know that he's a bully. I know his ability, innit? But until you prove that on the Premier League pitch, the jury's still out. But I think if he comes back next year, he has to come back next year. He has to, bro. Yeah, for sure. I don't think like we're going to run him out. You're gonna you're gonna get him Europa minutes. He needs Europa minutes. Will we even qualify for the Europa next year? I don't even know. Oh right, yeah, you man are down bad still. I don't even know your situation. I need to peep the table, but um nah, Skip's gotta come back. I think he could replace Hoiberg in one, two years, defo, bro, defo. Yeah. Or even play alongside him. I don't know, because I know you're gonna be hoping that Mourinho's not there. Yeah. So maybe in a pivot, have a skip there and Find a new place for Ndombele. Ah, uh, you know what, Ndombele. Uh, uh, what, what do you think about Ndombele? Bro? So frustrating, bro. It's like he's got all the tools to be like one of the best, yeah. But like, I don't know if it's like the team or the way the team plays, yeah. But like, he doesn't. I don't feel like he doesn't get on the ball enough. Like, I feel like he should drop deeper because his best thing is like picking the ball up deep and like driving through midfield, isn't it? But it's like Mourinho wants him to like sort of pick it up just um, it, like in front of the other team's like defensive midfielders and then try like disguise a pass into one of the front three. Oh yeah, he's a line breaker. He's a ball progressor. Bro. He's, a, he's a press resistant. Do you know what I would, I would say? I think Mourinho's trying to turn him into a player that he's not. Yeah. I think Mourinho thinks that this guy's a DM that has nice feet. I don't really think um, Ndombele is a DM. I think he's a centre mid number eight. Yeah. But, of his ability to progress the ball but then I know that he can come and pick it up from the centre-back go past one-two man and play that, that line-spitting pass into Kane or Son do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Carl, like we need a number 10 man Yeah exactly into a number 10 and he's not that guy I know Mourinho was trying to play him at number 10 it just it he stuck out like a sore fumble he's not a number 10 yeah. 
Just because he's good on the ball, he's not a number 10. He has to play behind the ball. I don't think he's that good ahead of the ball. Even though he's good at um, uh, resisting the press, he's good at picking it up in tight spots. He definitely has a profile that you could think, or maybe you could be a number, number 10. But it just right now, it doesn't look like that. And the thing about Mourinho is, I think with a player like Ndombele, Mourinho is kind of the worst thing that could happen to him right now, bro. Because yeah. I think Poch, if Poch had stayed... Poch can recognise, yeah, you know, Ndombele's got all this, he's got all these tricks in the bag, he's got all of this in his locker. How do we mould that into a world-class centre midfielder that does it across 90 minutes rather than three or four pieces of uh, brilliance in a 90-minute game? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're still kind of thinking, oh, can I get a bit more from you? Yeah, it feels like he should, like, he could, like, all those moments that he has, yeah, I feel like you could, he could just do that like throughout the game if he just got on the ball enough. But like, if the coach put the right conditions in for him to like proper shine in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, I think that like, he's got the wrong coach there. I think a lot of your players like that. I think Bergwijn's like that, bro. Yeah, he's ruined him, man. Bergwijn, I don't know, bro, because I'm seeing him. He scored a few goals in preseason. I'm thinking, all right, cool. Let's let's see what you've got this season, right? Seen flashes last year. I just think that he's a young player, right, that doesn't really know what he is yet, right? What kind of winger he is. Are you a goal scorer? Are you a creator? Do you know what I mean? Like, are you yeah. an outside threat? You know what I mean? Like, are you a traditional winger? Are you a wide forward? I feel like he doesn't even know the answers to this. I think he has ability that's got him to where he is now, but now it's time for some smoothing out of the, the rough diamond. Do you know what I mean? And I don't think that he's, like, got potential to be some crazy player, but I think yeah. he definitely... 10, 10 goal season from him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and now he's just been like banished to the bench or not in the squad some games. Like, is he injured, bro? Nah, he just really just don't like him, innit? Ah, uh, this is what I mean. So this is what I'm saying. I'm talking about this guy's a player. He's got ability. Now he needs a coach to basically maximize his ability, give him a profile, and make him understand the game better. And you're telling me that he's not even injured, but he's not in the squad. Do you know what I'm saying, bro? Yeah. And. God forbid Mourinho does this to Oli Skip. Yeah, I know. Like, but to be fair, Mourinho likes defensive midfielders, isn't it? So I don't think I have a problem with them. I think he likes Skip because Skip Skip's got something about him. He's a hard man as well as a clean technician. Yeah. But bro, uh, time is getting on. But I got to ask you a, a few questions before before we end. Um, yeah, calm. Mourinho in or out, bro? Out, always out, bro. It's been, I've been Mourinho out since like early Jan. I can't lie, he can't lie. I'll be real. He fooled me in it. Like you know when he first come in, had Delhi scoring, had um like and then and then yeah, and then what first half of this season I thought yeah what top of the league he's got Hoiberg playing well like everything's clicking right now. Then he just reverts to type in it. And now I'm just like, it's just draining, bro. Don't want to watch Tottenham anymore. I'm just waiting for the Carabao Cup final to be over. If we win that, cool, but he'll probably stay. You know what I mean? I don't even know if it, is the Carabao Cup even worth like, this guy being here for two more years. There's, I feel like there's been that conversation recently about what um, quantifies his success. Does a Carabao Cup in a otherwise dreadful season for Tottenham Hotspur and then after Kane goes in the summer, does that quantify as a successful season? No, you know what I mean? Like, Kane, you see no reports coming out saying that Kane wants um, Champions League football and if he, like, he'll he stay if he gets Champions League football. Like, Champions League football is so important right now. Yeah, One, fun. for the money that it brings into the club. 
the players it attracts and the players it lets you keep. Yeah. Like, bro, Harry Kane's like, in my opinion, the best striker in world football, isn't it? The guy should not be playing Europa League football no two seasons in a row. No way. If that guy's playing Europa next year, I'm going to be so angry, bro. Too much ability. I know that today wasn't his best game. He was in a, what I like to call a HMP Maguire. Don't know if you, you recognise that one. Yeah, Conor Maguire's been good for a while now. I can't, bl- I can't blame Kane for having a bad game against Maguire. Listen, that's what Maguire does, bro. That's what Maguire does. Anyway, anyway. Kane is an unbelievable footballer. One of my favourite footballers ever. The kid is amazing. He's got everything. You can't be in your prime, kind of your peak, playing Mourinho ball in Europa against Dynamo Zagreb and that, bro. Can't yeah, definitely not. Like, I have, like... Nothing against him if he leaves, innit? Mm. I'll be shocked if he stays, I'll be honest. But at the same time, I don't know who can afford him, innit? All right, so I know that you're a Kane fan as well as a Spurs fan. Yeah, I mean, you want to see yeah. Kane break through his record, innit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, obviously, I want to see that as well. You want to see him win the big boy trophies and get that recognition, innit? Yeah, for sure. Because that's the only thing people have against him now, innit? The lack of trophies. I know, like, I'm saying Mourinho's, um, Mourinho, you know, I'm saying Kane is the best uh, striker in the world. Man are coming back to me like, oh, no trophies. Oh, shut up, bro. Yeah, just, that's just stupid, isn't it? I hate that shit. All right, cool. But you're, so you're a Kane fan. Kane goes, where do you want to see him? See, I don't want him at United, innit? Because, like, I'll be honest, if he's leaving, he has to leave to a, a guaranteed trophy place, innit? And United is like a project, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, could, I hate could, but if he goes City, you know, he's staying in the Prem, break Shearer's record, uh, probably win like a prem, win Prem for sure. Mm. Uh, stay in the Premier League, retire as Prem top goal scorer. Yeah. Obviously still be a Spurs legend, isn't it? But, but it is what it is. Understand, isn't it? Like he had to move on. He had to yeah. go and achieve some greatness. Yeah, for sure, man. Kind I'm of surprised he stayed this long. Yeah, no, no, no. I feel like there was a window for him to go in 2017, but I feel like Levy... At that point, would have just charged something silly, bro. After yeah. you, when you outscore Ronaldo and Messi and Lewandowski and them, man, like you know you're demanding 150 mil, 200 mil, bro. And that was back before before the 100 mil transfers went mainstream. He was charging those 100 mil ones. You know what I mean for for yeah. Kane. So I feel like he kind of priced Kane out of a move. And I think that Pochettino's project, bro, you looked almost there, bro. You looked nearly finished. You looked yeah, like yeah, and then we just signed no one for a whole transfer window. And I feel like I feel like Kane probably sees that and thinks, wait, why am I going to leave? This is a project right now. You guys are getting to the Champions League final. You guys got so close on the Poch, man. So yeah, close. Bro. Do you have regrets about Poch's reign, bro? Do you feel like, ah, oh, man, I just wish that we we played like this in that game, like in the final. I wish we took it to Liverpool a bit more, or in you know when in, when Leicester won it that that battle at the bridge. Do you feel like oh, yeah. I just wish the players kept their head a bit? Yeah, but it's like for me, the regrets not even in like individual games. It's like when um the lack of like backing or first choices in like the transfer market. Like, bro, you know when he signed Sissoko, Potts wanted Mane in it. He even met Mane, but then Levy refused to pay his wages and he had to sign Sissoko for thirty million instead. Like, oh, back when Sissoko was a winger, oh, bro, no imagine, way. Imagine having Mane in sixteen, seventeen, like just. Oh, oh, oh. Imagine you had Mane, Son, and Kane. Bro, that's, that's a league title, bro. That's a league title. Yeah, you bought, thought... you bought so cool. You bought a rubbed-out left wing that had to convert into a DM. Oh. Yeah, man. Nah, I thought... Poch thought... was given, like... I was given turds in it, and he made a couple of them look like diamonds, bro. Like, man, man had Sissoko looking like the best midfielder in the Champions League that one season. 
against Frankie de Jong and that looking world class, bro. And now today Sissoko comes on and what I think he took one touch in his first ten minutes. Bro, he came on. He came on in a United shirt, bro. For I sure. I seen him passing to Bruno and Pogba, bro. He was playing. He was the anchor for United. There's no way he was playing for Spurs, bro. Fuck it, hell. But um, all right. I'm a, I'm gonna give you a question now. This, let's end it on this one, yeah. Um, yeah. Top four. Gone, yes, bro. Gone. Are you getting it? I think it's gone, yeah. Gone. That we had to win today, innit? Mm. And even yeah. then, it's still a task after today. Yeah, like bro, we can't. This is what I mean, bro. This team, you can't even trust them to beat like team below us in the league, bro. Newcastle, Newcastle, like just. just Dominated us. That's what Joe Willock. Bro. Joe Willock. You know what I mean? Like who else? Yeah. Got, like oh the Lanzini one at the at um the lane, bro. The free free. How did that happen, man? Eighty two minutes and went three not. I mean, draw. Oh, I don't even know, bro. Comedic, comedic stuff. I'm telling you, Mourinho is a comedian, bro. And the thing is, the thing that I know pisses you off the most. He's got a fan base in that Spurs fan base. He's got a cult fan base now in that Spurs bro. He won't go. Bro. bro. They'll still be there. Because they're still at United Twitter, bro. He's still got a cult following at United. I don't know what he done to deserve it, but that's what, that's that's his legacy. That's what he's going to leave you, man, behind still. Bro, there's like a section of the Spurs fan base here. Yeah. They're just like, they're cucks, bro. Like, they're like, oh, we've never won anything. Mourinho's so successful. Like, bro, they'll blame Levy. They'll blame Enoch. They'll blame um, the players. They'll blame the fans. But they'll be like, oh, no. Nah. Mourinho, like, just you have to... Like, he's the guy, innit? He's the one that's going to win us shit. And it, that's what I mean. If the guy wins the Carabao Cup, they're just going to be... They're going to take it to the bank and run with it. Yeah, nah. You know what, man? If, they, if he wins that um, Carabao Cup, imagine man come to you. Imagine man come to you in the flesh, yeah? And says to you, uh, oh, Poch, his time at Spurs is overrated. Oh, there's no there's no trophies. What did he do? What did he achieve? Nah, Mourinho was way more successful. He was a better Spurs manager, bro. Remember, he won the Carabao Cup. He was there for one year. They sacked him after he won the Cup. He's won a Cup. Poch has never won a Cup for Spurs. So Mourinho was a better manager. Yeah, that's the kind of argument people use. Same guys that say Kane's not good because he hasn't won anything. I can't lie. I don't discuss football with guys like that, bro. You know what I'm saying? If man, if I'm a, if I'm a Spurs fan and man comes to me and say Mourinho's a better Spurs coach than Poch, we're gonna have to scrap it out right there, you know. Yeah. It's more than football. We're gonna have to do some fisting, bro. <laughs> nah, serious. But my bro, thank you so much for being the first ever feature on the pods. No worries, that, man. I feel I feel special, bro. It was a good one, bro. It was a hell of a game. Yeah. Thank you for having me on, bro. Uh, no worries, bro. Anytime. I love my bro. Calm, all right. That was my boy, Mobs. Obviously, he had to hold that L, but he had to firm that L. But I think he done a good job, still. He done a good job. His head wasn't gone like crazy, because I know, boy, if... Oof, if that song goal was the winner and Spurs just won 1-0, the pod would have gone on a whole different direction, bro. My head would have been flying. But it's good vibes, it's good vibes. Obviously, I got my second guest, Kish, another Spurs fan on, and I've done the call with him. But I feel like I shouldn't do one hour, 30 minutes straight talking about one game and only really one team. Because I know a lot of you guys aren't Spurs fans, so I feel like to sit through that, it might be a bit tougher, right? But um, I'm going to put this 
little segment in the middle in between each each call and obviously my Spurs peoples gonna have a whole seg- section of, of um, Spurs talk at the end so you man hear out for that and if you're interested of course if you're interested in Spurs Mourinho talk bit Mourinho slander some cane prop then obviously hang around for that part of the of the um, pod as well innit? but I'm against some other games here and I feel like there's only one place to start uh, quite a shocking result to be honest Man City 1 leads 2 boy I feel like hmm, I feel like when you see that City lineup that they put out obviously it's the B team but you know that the B team for Man City is a Champions League team still so I mean I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let them off the hook but you've seen the Zinchenko's in midfield apparently that guy's in midfield I don't even know now I'm joking I knew but like come on man you're a left back bro um, Mendy whatever in it uh, Nathan Ake I, did, I forgot you signed bro I actually forgot that you signed if man come to me and showed me a highlight of Ake scoring for, for Bournemouth this week I wouldn't be surprised still I wouldn't question it I think this what was it it must have been like his first appearance of 2021 or something so obviously we've got some unfamiliar names in there right so City are weaker to an extent but then you still got Bernardo Silva Raheem Sterling Jao Cancelo John Stones you know what I mean so I mean come on guys Leeds United, you, you should be beating Leeds United. I thought that they'd still beat him, innit? I thought that the Brenner will come off the bench, if anything, and he'll just sort it out, you know what I mean? Or Mares will come on, uh, maybe Aguero, I don't know. That guy looks a bit tubby nowadays, but maybe he'd come on, get a little fox-in-the-box finish or something. If it was really needed, I don't even think it'd be needed anyway. But Leeds, man, this is the thing about Leeds. Like, I don't know. People slander Bielsa. I don't think they do it anymore because you can't. But at the start of the year, when Leeds were... Winning games, they were exciting, but they were getting hammered by some big boy teams like United. We beat them 6-2. I think they had another like uh, high-profile defeat, right? And people are talking about Bielsa and that he's overrated, blah, blah, blah. Like, How can you, as a Premier League fan, watch Leeds United and not want them to be in this division for a long time? I think if you're calling for Leeds to get relegated, you're scary, bro. You're actually anti-football. You're, you're seriously anti-football. Like, I know there's, like, the Leeds-United rivalry, but, I mean, I didn't even grow up in that in that era. And I'm not going to pretend... I'm not going to inherit other man's beef in it. I'm not going to lie. I'm not, I'm not inheriting that beef in it. I love watching Leeds play. Like, when they're playing them Newcastle teams, I'm cheering them on because I want that kind of football to be more present in the Prem. I feel like you need a team like a Burnley. I feel like every title-winning team needs to pass the Burnley test. I do agree with that. But when I'm watching these games, these mid-table games, I want it to be exciting. And Leeds are exciting. Their games are unmissable. Like this game. This game was unmissable. Stuart Dallas. Who is my man? Like who actually is my man? Because he's actually been balling out this year as well. He's 29 from Northern Ireland. Like where did this guy come from? Innit? Like who was, what's his story? I don't, I don't know about this guy. But he's come back. Or he's come to the Prem. I'm looking at his heat map. He's all over the place. He's an engine bruv. He got seven goals. Two assists. He's got nine goals and assists from midfield. Uh, in like his first Prem season, maybe ever, but I don't know, in a while at least. This is the kind of player that Bielsa's got scoring braces at the Etihad. I don't know how you can slander him. I'm serious, I don't know how you can slander him. He's in the top half, they're doing great. They've got big ballers, they've got Bamford. I'm a believer, man. I think Bamford is a player. I think he could go to, I think he could make that step up still. I think he could go Spurs. Like, obviously, he's not going to be Kane or nothing, but I think he could go Spurs and back. I, I believe in him still. 
He's um he misses chances, fair enough, he does miss chances, but he's got great link up play and he can finish. And then they've got Rafinha who he's looking like one of the hottest topics um for the summer window. Cause I know you man know I'm a United fan, bro. I am taking Rafinha, bro. I'm taking Rafinha any day of the week. If you're coming to me saying, yeah, uh, Marie, um, Rafinha, 50 mil, bro, take it. I'm taking that, bro. And um, there's a few players like that, Pedro Neto, Sancho, obviously. But Rafinha, he's looking like he can definitely take that step up. I don't think he'll be at Leeds for long. He's probably gone this summer. If not, he'll stay around and he'll definitely go the summer after. He'll go to a top six team in the Prem, I think. Or he could maybe sneak a little PSG move or something like that. I think he, he wouldn't look out of place. I think he wouldn't look out of place in our current team right now. No way. I mean, he'd be better than any of our right-wing options. Greenwood's just done the mad thing against Spurs, but he's not a right-winger, innit? He's not fooling me still. He's an amazing talent, and his future is down the middle. He's not a right-winger. Dan James, Rafinha is clear of that guy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Ahmad, I don't think Ahmad's ready, not going to lie. I don't think we're going to see much of Ahmad for a while. He's definitely not ready to be that big guy yet anyway. Um, so, now Rafinha, this is what I'm saying, he's balled out at the Etihad again, like a general play-ish kind of thing, innit, because he, he missed that big chance at the end, obviously it didn't, it didn't matter, but he's played so well through that game, he's doing steps, he's he's spinning Mendy, you know, he's just a great watch, he's, he kind of, he symbolises this, this uh, Leeds team, um, and on City's part, I would say, it's just a blip, man, it's just a blip. I know man are forcing this title race thing, bro. Man are forcing this title race. Oh, you know what? If City draw next week and United win, and oh, you know what? Oh, the title race might not be done yet, you know. The title race is over. Let's stop this. Let's let's not kid ourselves, man. I'm, I'm a realist. Let's not kid ourselves, man. There ain't no title race. City have got it in the bag. There's no way City are going to continue to stumble unless something mad happens midweek in Germany. I don't see it in it. I think City go through. But if Haaland just says, ah, you know what, fuck it. Hat-trick. Hmm. Now I'm thinking, all right, let's see how City respond on the weekend. Because I think City got a couple games. I think they got to play Chelsea at the Etihad. They're, it's not all plain sailing for City just yet, you know. Um, In terms of fixtures, I think they will win it. But they've not just got like these throwaway fixtures. Like, they'll, have to, they'll have to earn those wins, you know what I'm saying? But I think they just rested players, played the B team, uh, just a slip up in the office, innit? It was kind of unlucky to lose that game as well. Dallas done it in like the 96th minute, bro. You know them ones there, like you don't even know the time anymore. Like you just see the red on the bit. You see the score and then you just see red. You know it's you know it's serious time, innit? Um, so I think they'll be calm. Uh, I'm going to do a little bonus episode in the week for uh, Champions League and Europa. Sadly, certain men are in Europa, innit? Playing against... Grenada, Grenada, I don't even know, bro. But um, I'm going to do that. I'm going to have that out Friday, innit? I think City go through comfortably and this was just a blip. Just a blip. So everyone, hold your horses, man. Hold hold your horses. United are not bringing it home. As much as I'm picturing Maguire holding that, that title right now, but it's not happening. Not this year, at least. Not this year. Um, But shout out at least, man. They're going crazy with it. All right, cool. Liverpool, Aston Villa. <sighs> I think this is just a job done. Like, the Anfield record, I don't even know. It's a whole, it's just, you know when you just see it and you don't believe it, you, them double takes. You see the number, I don't even know how many L's it is in a row, like six or seven. 
Kind of like, it better not be seven still. But you look at it, you think, whoa, like, you're kidding, bro. It's one of them ones where the record is so embarrassing, like, just get it gone. Just get it gone by any means, right? And they've done it. Trent's pulled it out of the bag in the, lot, in the Dying Embers again, where you see it on the scoreline, you see that red bit. You know it's, it's serious time. And Trent was on it, bro. He he done what he had to do. Um, he's a he's an amazing talent. I know people are coming and saying, um, "Oh, are you watching Southgate?" Uh, Trent's proved he's the best right back. I feel like Liverpool fans might not want to hear this. Like I do rate Trent. You guys know I rate Trent in it, but I don't think Southgate comes out of that game because I know he was there. I don't think Southgate leaves Anfield thinking. Oh yeah, Trent's got to be on the plane now. And I know a lot of people want to believe that. And you know what, you guys might be right, but in my opinion, I don't think he does that. Because you look at Trent's goal, it's a piece of brilliance on the edge of the box from the left side. It's a brilliant finish. I think Southgate's got to be a real idiot if he thinks that Trent is like somehow technically not good enough. I think he knows that Trent is <laughs> he's a baller he knows what he can do with, when the ball's at his feet you know he, he can produce those moments and I feel like he knows that I feel like the Trent argument is a weird one isn't it because it's like he's one of the best right backs in the world why would he not be on the plane do you know what I'm saying it's, he'll probably be the best player in Europe to not go if he, do, if he does that right because no other country is not taking a player of that um, of that quality right but the questions are on the defensive end isn't it and I watched the whole game I think Trent, like, yeah, I mean, like, he's a good player, obviously, so he's always going to have a decent game uh, in a win. But I've still got a few questions there. It's positioning stuff, um, getting, you know, getting beat. Like, I think Trezeguet should have scored and he was he was uh, in that kind of position, that Trent position. I think Trent's, Trent's issues are not what he can do on the ball. It's still going back. It's about how can he play in a, in a five at the back. You know, them, them kind of questions, right? Whether you think that's right or wrong, I feel like you have to say that it is kind of set in stone like that. And I don't think Southgate, Southgate sees Trent whip a, a finesse from the edge of the box and think, oh yeah, he has to start right back. You know what I mean? You lot let me know because I know that might be a bit controversial still. Like, I ain't hating on Trent. I'm a big fan. Well, I'm not a fan. I'm, let me not say I'm a fan, but I'm a big appreciator of what he's doing in it and what he's done in it. He's changed the... He's changed the game for right backs and what what's needed now. Right backs are judged on goals and assists. It's ridiculous, isn't it? But it's just what he's done. Um, all right, Crystal Palace, Chelsea. Because I know a lot of my Chelsea people are listening to this, and I know I'm not I'm not super quick to be dashing praise at these Chelsea forwards. I've done a little slander sesh on Kovacic and Jorginho in episode one. Um, but the, the sorry call, I don't know if they clocked it still. I think I got away with it. And obviously, I've been slandering this Havertz guy. I've been slandering this Werner guy. Pulisic. Playoff P, whatever you want to call him. Pandemic P. I've been getting onto them, man. Ziek. Ziek's, mm, Ziek's been holding corn. Not just from me, but from a lot of people. Um, and I think they've been underwhelming. But this is the game where... You go out of it 90 minutes, full-time, you're thinking, oh, raw, like, has Havertz actually arrived now? Oh, Pulisic, is he about to bring that bubble form back to this year? He thinks it's the postseason. He thinks it's the playoffs. That's game one for him. 
in a seven game series you know what he's on playoff p man you know what he's on is he in playoff mode let's say playoff mode i don't even want to put the nba thing on but he might be in playoff mode right now zx now nah, i think zx probably i think that's a bust though i think i think he's a good player obviously i think he, he's 28 He's not really just going to drastically change his style of play and his body and stuff. I think Chelsea probably got to cut their losses with Ziyech. It is what it is, isn't it? 30 mil, it is what it is. Send him to Syria or something. But Pulisic and Havertz. Havertz is a big one, isn't it? I've just... Um, uh, today I was uh, I went to visit some family, innit? And one of them, he's a Chelsea fan. He's a big Chelsea fan. And he's talking to me about Havertz. He was dragging it. Let me know, like, he was dragging it. But you know when... It's clear he wants to make it clear that he he rates Havertz. He told me that Havertz is technically the best player that Chelsea have ever had. I was saying to him like, "Well, but what about Hazard?" And he was like, um, "Nah, nah, Havertz, Havertz." Like, I don't, I don't agree with that in it. But I mean, for a man to say that, you know that the hype is there for Havertz, isn't it? You know that the hype is there. He's telling me, "Oh, look at what he was doing yesterday against Palace. Look at the touches and that." And I have to say, he's right. That first touch when it comes in the air and he's kicked it over my man's head and then the finish is a bit underwhelming but then it trickled and it got cleared. Bro, thank God that didn't go in, you know. That's goal of the season stuff right there, you know. That first touch, you know them ones where it's like, yeah, class. Yeah, that's a player. When man do that, pluck that out of the sky but then bring it back up and then all in one motion, it's all controlled and that. That's when you know, like, not so, some average guy, he's not doing that, innit? Average guys don't get away with that one, innit? Havertz is clearly... He's got something there. He's clearly got something there. I feel like... If you reach deep in that bag... You might get a star still. And I know this might be a bit of a change of tune. I feel like a few months ago I was saying... Wow, like... Havertz... He's not even showing me anything. And I, I have to stick to that. I have to agree with that. Um, still. And believe it. I don't think he was showing me nothing still. He was showing me a player that looked nervous his touch was a bit off i was questioning if he is actually technically very good and physically he was just way out of his depth and i don't think that uh, that question has been answered yet from this performance right but he's laid the foundation for something that could be special so i've got to give him love i've got to give him love i think the kind of false nine kind of furthest player up the pitch whatever position he was playing you know in Tuchel, in Tuchel's, um formation like who is even playing what position you got mount playing right and left and 10 at the same time and hudson odoi playing center back right center back right wing you know i mean like the position things change what was Werner saying Werner say talking about 9.5 and 10.5 and all these decimal points and shit um so whatever habits was playing yesterday obviously it worked but then again crystal palace man these guys are not they're bored bro they're not they're not um enjoying the season they're waiting for the season to end. They're waiting for Hodgson to go. They want new ideas. It's done. It's run its course. Do you know what I mean? They're not motivated. Uh, playing against a washed Gary Cahill. Washed, bro. Sunday league-ish. Like, how old is that guy now? Is that guy like 40 or something? Like, he needs to... You know the man there? You're looking at him you're like, yeah, it's probably time you become a Sky Sports pundit, bro. I need to see you in the gantry talking about this game. I don't want to see you on the pitch. So, those are the kind of players that he was playing against. Not to take anything away from the performance. It was a sick performance, innit? It was a sick performance. But let's see, innit? City game coming up soon, uh, uh, I think. Um, looking, obviously, the second leg against Porto. I think they're going to through anyway. Uh, 
So it's gonna be it's gonna be Liverpool or Madrid. Um, so I think that is the game. Those are the games where we understand we get more answers about Havertz in it. But he's laid the foundation. That was a hell of a performance, man. So I gotta give him some love. I gotta give him some pop. I know my Chelsea fans are uh, well, Chelsea, my, my Chelsea people that are Chelsea fans are, are listening. So I'm gonna have to throw you some of that. Um, what other games? West Ham, Leicester. I feel like there might not be that many Hammers listening or or Leicester fan. I don't even know if I got any Leicester City followers, but that was a game, man. That was a hell of a game. You know them games that you have to half watch in the car. I'm glued to my phone. I'm watching it. You know what I mean? On the Sky Go app. Ian Nacho. Ian Nacho is looking better than Vardy. I'm going to say it. It might be bold prediction, but I don't really think so. I think Ian Nacho is better than Vardy now. I think Vardy's old. Give Ian Nacho the keys. Give senior man the keys. He's looking serious. He's banging them in. He scored against us twice. He scored um, twice today. Big boy bangers as well. His general play is looking lovely. It's not one of them ones where it's a bit of a fugazi like. He's getting on the end of tappings and that. Not like tappings are bad or anything, but. And then still looking a bit sus like with the ball at his feet. He's looking confident. I'm seeing him pluck it out the sky, you know, hold the defender off, set it off, get in the box. Like one of them things. So I think it's time to give him the keys. And then on West Ham's end, you've got Lingard. Looking like who who's who's better than Lingard right now? That's a mad thing to say, you know. Imagine man said to you in August, yeah, I can't lie, Lingard, he's been one of the best players of the uh, in the season. You'd be looking at man funny like what Lingard bro, like Jesse Lingard. You'd be thinking, whoa, like the guy that's United's third choice number ten, they got man like Van der Beek in front of him. You wouldn't believe it. But he's gone to West Ham. And he's looking like one of the top tier talents in the Prem. I think West Ham and Lingard is a match made in heaven. Because it's a big stage. It's not the biggest stage. I don't think Lingard does it on the biggest stage. I don't want him back at United. I don't want him replacing Bruno Fernandes. You know what I'm saying? But this is still a big stage. West Ham are a big team. They've got a big stadium. They're doing big things. And this is about right for him. This is the level where it's like, yeah, I can thrive. I could look like one of the best players in the team. He's been their best player since he's gone. 100%. He's kind of carrying them to a degree. Now, let me not say carrying because they're a good side. They're, they're a serious team and they're well balanced. Like They've got ballers in there. Suchek, Kufal, um, Bowen. But he's def- he's looking a bit like a cut above them guys, right? And obviously, as a United fan, I'm interested. I think he's just got to be tied to a deal for Rice, isn't it? I think it's obvious. I think Lingard plus 40 mil is so blindingly obvious, right? Um, I think Lingard plus 40 mil if Lingard keeps playing like this I think it's I think it's uh, realistic still I think it's possible I, I would take it up to 50 mil I would do Lingard and 50 mil for Rice but I know people aren't as sold on Rice as I am but back to the game this is a funny game because it's West Ham versus Leicester right so when you see that in August you think oh yeah cool Leicester versus West Ham whatever and it's Premier League thing innit like mid-table thing maybe like uh, West Ham, you probably wouldn't be expecting West Ham to be chasing the Champions League spot and that. But this is actually a massive game in the season. Like, <laughs> there's no kind of going, like, no two ways about it. Like, West Ham are a, like, top six team this year. They're, they might be fourth after that win. I don't know. I have to check. But I think they're, they're definitely fourth or fifth. Um, and Leicester are third. Do you know what I'm saying? This is a big boy clash. This is a bigger game. Than the North London derby now. Like obviously it's not like. 
um, with prestige. But in this particular season, what game has more repercussions uh, toward, throughout the league? Leicester City versus West Ham is more important than Arsenal versus Spurs this year. And it's crazy to say that, but it is what it is. It's football, isn't it? It's the magic of the Premier League. Um, I think it's been a weird season. I kind of don't want to see a season like this again. Like, I feel like too many teams are falling off, right? Spurs, Arsenal, blah, blah, blah. I think Chelsea are back on now, but they look like there was... T- those last few weeks under lamps were looking so spooky. Um, United United have been a bit of a fugazi for the whole year. I want to see the teams, the big teams, doing not doing well, but doing well... And then United doing better, yeah. I want it, but I want United being second to mean something. I mean, the fact that I have to say that anyway is embarrassing. We should be winning titles. But I want to look at the season and think, all right, cool. We finished second. Arsenal are up in the top four. Like Arsenal are a serious side, right? They're not on some joke thing, eleventh place thing, right? Um, Chelsea, yeah. Chelsea got ballers. Chelsea are a proper team. We finished above Chelsea. All Spurs, yeah. Kane, Son, they had a solid season. And we finished above them. You know what I'm saying? And Liverpool as well. Like, oh yeah, Van Dijk and all that. Like, I think if Van Dijk's here this year, United aren't finishing second. Do you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I want the big teams to come back, innit? I don't really want to see a, a season like this again, man. Um, it's been, from an entertainment standpoint, it's been crazy so far. And like, I'm, uh, I mean, everyone's guessing the top four. If you're to, but if you tell me in a few weeks' time, oh yeah, Quince, by the way, the top four is... um. City, United, West Ham and Leicester or West Ham and Everton. <laughs> I wouldn't be that shocked, you know. It's like so unpredictable. It's like who even wants top four right now? It's looking like a bunch of people just kind of want to play Europa next year. All these like sixth and seventh guys, like they don't really look like they're putting in the effort to get top four anyway. Um, I feel like the league's it's, it's an, at a low point in quality. Uh, I saw a question. It was who's the second best striker in the league behind Kane? Mum's life, I don't have the answer. Like, who is it? Is it Bamford? Is it Iheanacho? Who actually is it? Because it's not Firmino. It's not Martial. It's definitely not Martial. It's not Aubameyang. You know what I mean? It's not these guys. It's not Werner. It's not, it's not Tammy Abraham. Who actually is it? I feel like we've only got one standout striker right now. Like, it shouldn't be that way. I think in summer, one of Haaland and Lukaku comes back to the Prem. I think both could. But I think Haaland to City, yeah. And I think Lukaku to Chelsea is a real possibility. Um, And I kind of want to see it, man. I want Kane at United. So if we strengthen, I don't mind the other team strengthening. But I don't... I'm not on this Callum Wilson thing, bruv. I don't want to see Callum Wilson up there in the goal-scoring charts and that. I don't want to see number 10s like Bruno and that up winning golden boot like obviously I want Bruno to win a golden boot but number 10 should not be winning the golden boot of the Premier League that's ridiculous that's ridiculous the golden oh, no way the Premier League that's where some of the best strikers ever you know Henri Drogba these kind of players Shearer Rooney and now we've got man like I don't even know bruv like who even is there out there so I really do want to see some big big high profile incomings um, this year in summer in the Premier League man I feel like we need to retool even though we are doing good in Europe but I feel like Europe's uh, shambles as well um, alright cool Sheffield United versus Arsenal I'm not going to be a fugazi in it and pretend that I watched this game <laughs> I'm not going to pretend I watched this game I've been doing the pod I'm super gassed about United beating Spurs 3-1 so I'm not going to pretend I watched the game but I've seen the, seen the scoreline 
and I seen Martinelli score. I didn't see what kind of goal it was, but I can imagine that the Arsenal fans are gassed, and rightly so. Um, I feel like they've been screaming out for a young talent, a young goal scorer for a while, um, just a goal scorer in general. I know Lacazette scored twice again today, I think, but he's not the guy long term. He's not the guy. Aubameyang is finished. He used to go Shanghai, wherever. He used to go somewhere, somewhere across the world. Send that guy to China. Um, so I think Martinelli breaking through. If he had a good game, I'm guessing he had a decent game, scored that goal. Um, I think Arsenal fans would be um, super gassed about him. And I think now there's no excuse to not start him. Aubameyang is like certified rubbish now. <laughs> like he'll score goals again like this year, but he's actually dead. Um, like I said, he's not the guy. I think when you see it in Thursday when he hit the post on that chance, mum's life, I would have finished that chance. Whoever you are listening right now, you would have finished that chance. And Lacazette still fluffed it. So I think Martinelli has to start. What else, like why else? Like, do you know what I mean? What's what's the worst thing that can happen? You guys aren't playing for anything in the Prem. Um, if you don't want to start him in Europa, that's fair. But I think you might as well, man. In the Prem, at least, definitely, man. Like this is this is a potential young star. You got to give him minutes. And I seen Lacazette score. I seen the first Lacazette goal, and it was looking very. Very awesome Wengerish. So I have to shout out um, Saka. I think it was Sabayos. I know Arsenal fans probably don't want me shouting out Sabayos. But I'm going to shout him out. Um, and Lacazette for a good finish. That was a good goal still. Um, but Arsenal, these are the games you got to win, man. You should be winning. Sheffield United 3-0. I'm not going to go over the top and say Arsenal are back. Trust the process. Like, nah, man. You should win the, that game. I think if you lose to Sheffield United tonight, Arteta's got to go in the morning. Before the pods even drops, I think Arteta's got to go. So... I'm not going to go too crazy with it. I think the your cup final is on Thursday, isn't it? And I'm going to I'm gonna be there. Trust, I'm going to be there. You guys got to go Siberia and win. It's going to be a hard game. It's going to be such a hard game, right? Not even on a football thing. Before football, right? When you go to those games, right? You go all the way. You go to Antarctica to play these games, right? Against these, um, these Slavias and that. It's not Arsenal versus Slavia Prague anymore. It's Arsenal versus the whole country. Do you know what I'm saying? It's a high-profile thing, and it's on their rules. You know Slavia Prague are on the controversy thing with the racism and that. Fucking disgusting. But trust, them man, in that in that home fixture, them man are going to be comfy. They're going to feel like they can do this without West, like the, the UK press getting onto them. You know what I mean? It's not going to be nice. It's not going to be a good environment, a good football environment. It's wrong, isn't it? But it's not going to be a good environment. Um, and it's going to be on their rules it's going to be a weird vibe I'm telling you just like them them games when you're just in the dressing room like you're just in the changing room you're, you're in the hotel and that you just, you just feel out of place you know what I'm saying so even mentally it's going to be a massive game and then add that onto the fact that it's the biggest game of the season it makes or breaks Arsenal's season it's a massive game do I think Arsenal win that? <sighs> I'm not even trying to do a predictions thing you know but I'm going to say Arsenal crash out of Europa. And not even because Slavia Prague are a better team than them or anything like that. It's just one of them sticky, icky fixtures. And I think Slavia Prague get a goal. I don't even think Arsenal lose on the night. I think Arsenal might draw 0-0 or 1-1. But I think Slavia Prague, the way that they got that goal on Thursday, just at the end, like it was meant to be hit, they're roaring in the in the um, dugout and that. Just, nah, the vibes are off, man. The vibes are off. So I'm going to say Slavia Prague might actually knock Arsenal out. But then if Arsenal come back, Saka does the mad thing, I'm not going to be surprised because Arsenal should be winning that game. But I'm going to just go a bit 
controversial with a. Um, I don't even think that's controversial. I feel like even Arsenal fans believe it. But yeah, but good result today. I don't. I can't even say like back on track because there's no track. There's actually no track in the Prem this year. I think the best thing Arteta can do now is spot who is playing for this team next year. Okay, party. He plays next year. Martinelli, there's something in there. There's a player there that is knocking on the door for next year. Saka, we know about him. He's definitely there next year. Like I said, I think this game, you'd probably think, oh yeah, maybe he's there next year, but I think they should get rid. So I think that's what um, Arteta's got to do. He's got to kind of just take these as like, like training matches, but obviously try to win for pride and that. But it's not even a mad thing to say, oh, back on track and that, looking looking up and that. Like it's just, it's over, man, isn't it? It's over. It's all about Europe. It's all about Thursday. And I'm going to be super excited to review that on Friday. But um, yeah, so this is 30 minutes long. Oh, this is going to be a long episode. If you're still here, shout out you, man. I really hope that this hasn't bored you because um, this is going to be long. And then I've got a whole, basically a whole Spurs interview after this. You, man, hang in there, man. Hang in there. But um, yeah, man. All right, my people, we're back. I'm on to segment two now. I'm with my second guest, my bro, Kish. How you doing, my bro? Yeah, bro, not too bad. Bit worse after that, but, you know, it's expected now. Yeah, um, no. Thanks for having me on, bro. No worries, bro. Obviously, segment one, uh, I just spoke a bit in-depth with my with my other boy, uh, Mubs, about uh, the game in particular. So yeah, this yeah. will be more about kind of me asking you general questions about Spurs, the future of the club, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. going forward, right? But I just do want to brush onto the game today because I feel like a lot of the things that you have to say about Mourinho, Kane, or whatever, they kind of came to fruition today. You could kind of see that happening, innit? Like, yeah. plays, whatever. No, whatever. So, wow. 3-1, United have come back second half, whitewashing you guys in the second half. Basically, just... Flexed our muscles. <laughs> Seriously inferior, bro. I'm not even trying to diss, but you guys backs against the wall stuff for a lot of the first, um, second half. But in the first half, I feel like you guys kind of had it a bit under control. What what happened, bro? That's the story of our season, I think, bro. Like that's um, we seem to we're able to blow teams away. That's the only kind of results we've had. We've 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 scored first half, and when 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 we went on to win the game, it's normally our oh, score three or four or whatever or blow teams away. But when when we're trying to protect a lead, we just sit back and back and then Mourinho will make a defensive substitution. Even today, like we didn't have the lead for that long, but at one one, what well, you you didn't you didn't need a win as badly as we did today, right? You've kind of got second Yeah, we've probably just got out, wrapped up. Or Champions League at least, yeah. This was it's probably our last what chance of pressuring the teams above us to to get top four. We're at one one and he takes off Lo Celso for Sissoko and that just kills the game for us. Then ten minutes later takes off Ndombele. Like there's there's no excuse for that, especially with us needing a point so badly. Like yeah. Now do you know what it is about those subs? I feel like when you're you as a player, you're on the pitch. You're playing for Spurs. It's one one. You guys need to win the game more than we do. You're at home. Like, we're... United are a good team, but we're not, like, some crazy super team. Like, you guys could... 
you could beat yeah. us. I mean, give you us guys, a game. Like, give you guys, a game. Six one. You guys beat us 6-1 in October. So it's, it's possible. Like you, There's no reason to be scared. It's not like we're Liverpool or City, right? Yeah, yeah. no, exactly. And then you see your number 10, Lo Celso, come off for someone that plays as a holding. I don't even know what he plays at nowadays. No, he's a, like a transitional player. and He's good on the counter and good at snuffing out counters. That's his role. Mm-hmm. So you, you play him against the teams that obviously you know you're going to get overrun in midfield and there's going to be a lot of playing yeah. on the counter and stopping their counters. Um, but he's not, especially when you're chasing the goal and you, you're you trying to keep the ball, he's, he's so limited in possession that like, once it's literally like having 10 men when you're trying to create chances and he literally can only pass sideways five yards. Um, yeah, that just killed the game for us, man. Like, that's been us all season, really, so... That's what I'm saying. I'm thinking, like, what's going through Kane's head when he sees Lo Celso going off? The guy that is supposed to get in between the lines, pick it up and play the passes, you know, um, around the back line to Kane, right? And link up with Kane. When Kane sees that guy come off and then he sees Mourinho just slap on another defensive midfielder that's so inferior technically to the person that he's come on for, I feel like Kane, this must be coming in Kane's head and him... Is contributing to him thinking about moving elsewhere. No, 100%. I think the thing about Kane, yeah, so when he started off this season, that was that that Bay Tottenham strategy of Kane dropping in and then Son running in behind, right? And then Kane's passing is like unreal. So he'll just spot him wherever. And, and, and same with Lucas or Bergwijn, whoever else it was. But that's become so predictable now that... Obviously, Mourinho's tried to mix it up a bit. He's played Vinicius up top with Kane last couple of weeks. Then Son's come back from injury, so he's gone back to that. But without without a number ten, like he just becomes isolated and like he can't do it all on his own. Um, but I think I think Kane still is one of the people that are playing for Mourinho, whereas a lot of our players have. I think that's just Kane's mentality anyway. But you can yeah. see a lot of the players don't don't. I don't know support him anymore, but I think Kane's one of them players that will keep going until the end. Even even today, like still getting shots off, um, even though the game's pretty much done. Like, um, so yeah. Now he he puts he puts a hundred percent into all the games. Like he's on the defensive end, he's trying to make things happen. Even if you guys were like four 0 down today, he'd still be trying to make things happen. He's just that kind of guy, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of goes to what I was gonna ask because I know. A lot of Spurs fans aren't rating Mourinho. I know you're not a fan of Mourinho, but would you say it's fair to say, if someone said to you, well, look at what Kane's doing under Mourinho, Mourinho's brought the best out of Kane? I don't know, man. I think Kane... This is the thing. I think Kane has definitely added a... Well, just by numbers this season, added a different... Like, different skill to his game this year with all, all the all the assists he's got but I think that's just Kane being so dedicated and and clever about the way he plays that he can kind of fit into any team and keep keep progressing each year because if you look at every single one of our players I, I couldn't name another one that that um, Mourinho's improved whereas when Poch came in literally player for player everyone went on upper level and that was like clear you had like Rose who was who was on loan at the Sunderland or something the, the year before came in made him one of the best left backs in the league Walker was suspect he became 
the best right back in the league. Like it was it was literally player for player just just went up a level. And Mourinho, apart from Kane, who fair enough if he's improved Kane, that's that's positive. But that's the only one you can say that for. Everyone else has either regressed or just or stalled. And that that's that's my main problem with him really. Yeah. No, I mean I was talking with um Mobs about it in the last segment. Like yeah. we're seeing we're seeing uh Sissoko now, he's come on today. I said he looked like he's playing for United, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you go back to 2018, 19, and uh has got him playing some of his best football. You guys I think he won uh player of the season. Yeah, uh, no, he ran he ran um someone close. I can't remember now. He he became one of our most important players, but that was all super influential. Potter's, yeah. And he he got us to a Champions League final with a midfield of of Sissoko and Winks like crazy. That's what pivot that's is that, crazy. Has has Mourinho tried to play that pivot, bro, in a game? Yet? No, but that but that pivot is known to to fail. Like we we've seen that in the Premier League on the porch and Sissoko and Winks. There's just no balance to that. Like it's that pivots all over the place. But that's the thing with Poch. Like he 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 got. I know he didn't win big trophies, but. But what he did is get the best out of what he was given. And I don't think he was given even what Mourinho has been given. Everyone's talking about, oh, it's the owners that are not backing the manager. But our summer was pretty... Everyone was happy with our summer. He all, got all back. Oh, was, I think he got yeah, he got, back. he got back. And then, then Poch got, when you guys looked like you just needed a yeah, and speak. He's brought Kane back. I mean, he's brought Bale back uh, on some dumb... What is he on, like 300 bags a week, a week yeah, or something? Some. Ridiculous. No, I mean, he's brought Hoiberg in. He's brought regularly slapped thirty mil on a on a uh, left back. He's brought Vinicius in. Yeah, he, he, he got Roden as well. He got Roden. He wanted a uh Skriniar apparently centre back, yeah. and then got Roden. But that's like double what Poch has had in four years, and you can't. This is my thing. You, okay, he's one of the most highest paid managers, right, in the league. You can't just say that your players aren't good enough when you're paid that much if you're if you're meant to be this elite manager you've got to at least overperform that's the point of, of paying a manager so much look at David Moyes right he's challenging for Champions League with a back line that's there's nowhere near as talented Craig as ours Dawson. Craig Dawson bro exactly who's been playing for Watford in the championship like like it makes no sense when people well, say they're pissing off. Like, like um that they're, they're saying a lot of Tottenham fans are saying Mourinho can't work with these players. That is his job. He's paid to improve players. There's, we're we're not a bad. We haven't not got a bad squad. Like I I can. There's definite um, holes in our squad. Definitely that needs improving. But we should be way better than we are now. We shouldn't be behind West Ham and Leicester. We've got like Kane is the best striker in the world. And is one of the most talented midfielders in the world. Um, Son so good Regulon could be one of the best left backs in the league but it's like it's. I feel like a lot of our players are underperforming to what they're actually capable of um, even the whole the whole Deli Ali being frozen out um, who else is he frozen out Alderweireld suddenly been dropped just no explanation to that Aurea was out for like five games and suddenly comes back in it's like chopping and changing all the time and people getting dropped for with no explanation. Um, and that's just been the whole the whole story yeah. of our season, really. You know what, yeah? 
that whole uh, look at the plays he's working with, that's such a cop-out answer, man. Such a cop-out, yeah. You know what? I always point to Brighton and what Potter is doing with real certified scrubs. These are guys you don't even know their name, bro. Like, you know exactly. what I'm saying? Bro, them, he's got like, Dan Burn at left back. Like, he's got... Well, he's six foot six. He should be in the NBA, bro. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And he's playing left wing back in a, in a, in a attacking system. And, and yeah. Bro, Not I could even. name 15 managers in the league that I think would get more out of, out of our squad. Like, seriously. You know what I would say about your squad, yeah? For me... Your squad isn't good enough to win the league. But no. I don't think one really is trying to say that, right? I think your squad is just not bad enough for you guys to just be like, oh, yeah, top four, nah, we, sh- we shouldn't even be able to, to reach that. You know what I mean? You've got a... Yeah. Especially the state the league is in now, I'm genuine. I genuinely think there's, like, three good teams in the league, maybe. Just like, about. Just if about. Liverpool with Van Dijk, yeah. Yeah, if if Liverpool had Van Dijk and they were proper squatted out, then yeah, they'd be up there with City, right? United, I, I'm not, I don't think so yet, not yet. Neither, neither. I don't, yeah. I think we might be the best of the rest, right? I think I guess that's why we're second. But I'm not looking at the league and thinking, oh yeah, the league is stacked. No wonder Spurs are are not getting top four. Right now, the the race for top four is it's a weird one, bro. It's, it's like there's six teams involved for that third and but fourth. But no one wants it. That's what it seems like. Everyone just keeps dropping it's points. It's like, no one, it's like no one wants Champions League, bro. Yeah, exactly. And, and like, we've had so many opportunities where people have dropped points and then we just end up dropping points as well. Like, it's just it's just the same stuff. Um, but yeah, man, like, I'd, 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 I can't see us re, like, I think Mourinho's had a few sections of the season where he's had dips and then come back up and dips again. But we can't, like, we can't give him any more time, man. This is meant to be his, like, second season. You know, second season Mourinho is meant to win the league. And he's, hasn't even, what, Europa everyone was putting their hopes on as well. Went out of that. Um, Also, the other thing I wanted to say is that when, when Mourinho came in, he would not stop going on about how good our squad was, how... We couldn't challenge this year, but but second season he thinks we can win the league and like praising Deli Ali everyone and saying how good our squad was and now suddenly every time we lose he he thinks um, it's all down to the players saying same coach different players after we drew a game I think something like that yeah yeah nah and you know what and then you can say even in the second season it's not like you guys let go of big players you guys if if anything you guys got some of your best players in the squad right now like. Uh, Hoiberg and Regulon, these are, are yeah, both major gaps definitely like, in the summer. He's added these guys, and now he's coming back saying that the score's not good enough. Nah, man, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not buying into it. It's bollocks, bro. It but I, I've got a set, of, I've got a set of questions for you. Yeah, I feel, yeah, like, I feel like these have already been answered, bro. But I was just say Mourinho in or out? Firmly, firmly out, bro. Firmly. <laughs> <laughs> bro, <laughs> you know is, yeah. I wish that I could get uh, a Mourinho in Spurs fan on the call but I swear to god there, I don't are even... lot, there are a lot there's a lot that are getting fooled by this the players are championship level defenders that they're, they're not championship level defenders let's be honest Eric Dyer okay he's he's not great but well, he's, he's, he's an England he's international yeah he's an England international um Davison Sanchez was one of the hottest tips centre-backs when he came in he's he's regressed but is that down to Marino or him 
there's uh, who's our other centre? Rodon, who shouldn't have been our starting centre back. He's come in as potential and has had to play because of how bad he's been. And Alderweire has been one of the best centre backs in the league for the last five years, even though he's 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 regressed as well. He's clearly um, getting. I think he's declining, but I don't think. I feel like a good coach could perhaps kind of he's cover still that. A Champions League level defender, like yeah, and and that's the weaker side of our team and our attack is just top three in the league like on, on pure ability definitely, definitely. Um, yeah like Kane Kane and Son that two man act even in November we're talking about we've got to give Mourinho a bit of credit in November he kind of had the formula but I feel like he didn't have enough he didn't have a plan B he didn't have other things yeah, you know? yeah it was very um, one dimensional yeah to rely on two players it's, it's a risk and still. it worked for, for a couple of months but the, the thing about Mourinho is what I've read as well is that he doesn't coach possession structures. So we, we're very off the cuff when we, when, when, we, when we have the ball. It's like about little combinations between top players and there's not much coaching that goes into that. So when we're, when we're 1-0 up and we're trying to take the sting out of games, we, we're not able to pop the ball around like, and, and keep the ball and, and slow the game down. We don't have that. We have that one kind of move of, Couple passes in our half, play it into Kane, and then play it in behind. It's 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 just one-dimensional and repetitive. Like, nah, I feel you, bro. And I feel like on the pitch, you had that identity, you had that passing, you had that those patterns of play. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I know people. There's always this argument, and people always use this argument against sorry. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Yeah, we say that someone like sorry has super. Um, patterns, structures. Yeah, you know, he's like really pulling the strings, everything from the sidelines, right? The players know exactly what their job is. People say that top players don't want that, right? They need a bit of freedom. Yeah, and I, yeah. I do agree with that. But then there has to be a middle ground. I feel like Poch got that middle ground. He got players playing with freedom. He got Ericsson looking like one of the best tens in the world. He was one of the best tens in the world. Kane, one of the best strikers in the world. That's all Poch. Obviously, these guys are great players. But Kane developed under Poch. I remember um, it was 2014. And Soldado, I think Soldado was still at Spurs, bro. And Soldado was starting. And the crowds were going, oh, I love Harry Kane. Do you know what I mean? They were all calling yeah. for Kane. Mourinho, um, uh, Pochettino brought him in. And he's helped him develop into one of the best strikers in the world. One of the best strikers in Prem history. Whether he wins the Prem or not, man. He's gunning for Shearer's record, you know what I'm saying? And he was a product of Poch to, to an extent. Yeah, and they, and they all were in that team. And that's what created us. Because we were never, before Poch, we were never close to challenging for anything. We were never even really talked about like this. And now we're with the new stadium, with the, we, we seem like a bigger bigger force. Not hey, that we've done anything. Serious. Yeah, we're serious. And that that's from Poch. And and I think what you, go, what you were saying about those world-class players wanting freedom. I think there's a, of course, what you said, there's a balance. So someone like Pep, there's not complete freedom, but he had, because he has a very strict way of playing out in the first two thirds. But in the final third, his players are allowed freedom, but it's, it's, it's his job to get the ball through the thirds and to the front players who are world-class and can create something whenever they have the ball there. But we can't even seem to, to break through those thirds to get it to Kane and Son anyway, because it's so like rough and like not polished at all. And it's just literally off the cuff. Who who's open is it seems to be no coaching through creating possession and creating 
opportunity to play it into the final third. Uh, I agree, bro. I feel like a lot of your players are freestyling on the pitch. It looks like they just met. It looks like it looks like a trial game. You know them trial yeah. games. Nah, you got real. ten men that are all gunning for one spot, and they yeah. all come and they're playing. And it's kind of like they don't even want each other to look that great. Nah, they kind of nah, exactly. you know I mean, like strangers on the pitch for real. You know what? Like you talk, you talk about um, Pep. And Pep Defo gives his players freedom in the final third to uh, to a degree. I feel like he puts an idea in their head like, yeah, I want you guys on the last line. I want you guys staying high and wide. I want you guys cutting the ball back. And I want players flooding the box. But he doesn't tell them how to go about it. You know, you could do a dribble, you could do a pass. Do you know what I'm saying? So those yeah. players, and it's, it's a philosophy that, that players want to, to, to buy into. Do you know what I mean? I can't, listen, bro, I'll keep it so real. I can't remember the last cutback I've seen in a Spurs game, bro. No, we don't we 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 have one way of playing and it's it's Kate boring boring to watch i can't i can't remember the last time either that i've seen us dominate a game from start to finish even obviously excluding europa games and and cup games but in the league i can't remember the time we've we've dominated a game from start to finish with the ball because you shouldn't be sitting back against Fulham at home, or, or we've grinded out results against Burnley and Fulham. You shouldn't. You should be able to deal with those teams with the ball and and go there and show what how good we are, rather than waiting for them to create chances and hitting them on the counter. That's like that's we're we're way better than that. And he's just he's just been doing that in basically every game. It doesn't matter who we play against. We play the same way. And um, even when we beat, I think, Southampton 5-2, the first 30, 40 minutes, we were, we were getting dominated. Like, And then and then that Kane-Son partnership kind of spawned from there. And that's when we ran of it. And, and we looked good for, for a few months. But since then, it's, it's, it's been shit, to be honest. Nah, man. It's poor, bro. It's poor. Uh, I've got another question for you. For like yeah, this- go on. This might be a more light-hearted question for you. I feel like this is something you kind of want to talk about a bit because it's not really yeah. so much Mourinho. I'm going to say, Mourinho does go, you get your wish. Who's your ideal replacement? I would say what everyone's talking about as well on um, in the Swears fan base is Nagelsmann. Um, but, you know, that's... I, can't, I still can't... I mean, I don't know if I'm just being pessimistic because I don't want to be disappointed, but I still think that he might end up giving him another year just because it's so expensive to get rid of him it's something like 30 million and you know what Daniel Levy's like um we're just throwing money away so I feel like especially if he wins the cup final which I still don't I don't think he will but but if he if he, if he does go then Nagelsmann would be my first option but I also like um Ten Hag at Ajax and um Brendan Rodgers as well obviously is much more known to the Prem. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Rogers is a is a weird one because I feel like this guy's not really he's not really been respected like in recent years by by clubs. I think uh, a lot of Arsenal fans they have the opportunity kind of or well, there was rumors about Ar- um, Brendan Rogers replacing uh, I think it was maybe Emery or even yeah, maybe yeah. and they were kind of like oh Brendan Rogers don't be silly. Do you know what I mean? They kind of dismiss it. Yeah. Right? He's a he's a top manager. He's a top top manager. He is a good manager, bro. And he was at Celtic. I feel like because he was at Celtic, people didn't really know what was going on up in Scotland. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's not really seriously. But then he's come to Leicester, and he's turned Leicester into basically a legit top six team. Because every season that since he's been there, they're they're gonna be there. Do you know what I mean? They're gonna be yeah. and in the top four, kind of roaming in the top four. They might drop out at the end. 
but they're going to be there and they play good football a lot of the time they play good fast-paced football he gets the most out of Vardy he's getting a lot of uh, Ian Nacho now so now nah, I think that's a that's a good shout still I didn't really think you'd say that I thought you'd say I knew you'd say Nagelsmann I feel like everyone says that now like I feel like he's just one of them names like even me yeah. when I'm talking yeah he's a big name in it I'm just like oh yeah you know Nagelsmann because you see he plays good football tactically he's got a lot of ideas and I think he's just kind of the new, the new kid on the block and people kind of want to grab him yeah. up just he's that special one I think um, it's kind of the same with 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 all three of what I've said is there's a lot of Tottenham fans who are desperate for a trophy like obviously we all are and we all want to win stuff but I don't think I'm one of the Spurs fans that wouldn't I don't want to sacrifice my enjoyment of watching us every week to win a league cup like cool if we win if we win a major trophy the prem or champions league or whatever under like boring boring manager then I'll take that but I don't think it's worth every week playing this kind of football to win a league cup I don't think that's um and I feel like with Spurs I feel like like not even trying to dispo but like Spurs fans are used to not winning stuff do you know what I'm saying exactly when you're not winning stuff you might as well do it in style you might as well play some good footy and I feel like you guys definitely did that on the pitch. Bro, now, I remember my best. Obviously, I was very young when we last won a trophy, but I can remember, and my my dad says the same as well. The best time on um, watching Tottenham was under Poch, and we won a League Cup under Juan de Ramos, which was like a one-off kind yeah. of win, and we were what eighth or ninth in the league or something. It's not like, worth that, it. that doesn't that doesn't change anything. Those those years of Poch of actually going to like away to Man City and beating them and like like destroying um, Arsenal two times a season or whatever, like dominating games and and starting to like actually love play our players, like certain players, you build relationships with them because of they're playing a certain way each week. Whereas now there's no like relationship between the fans and the and the club because it's just so toxic. Like Yeah. Now I, I kind of feel that toxic vibe that I'm getting from the Spurs fan base now. And I feel like Mourinho's a lucky boy. I said it last week in uh, episode one of the pod about Arteta. I think Mourinho's a lucky boy that that Spurs stadium is not packed with exactly. thousands of fans every week because I think this this whole Mourinho act would have been might have been done in February, bro. Do you know what I mean? When He's also Spurs slightly fans, lucky that, that the Spurs are going to The Spurs crowd, they're not they're not gonna have that the way you guys are playing. And when it's not getting results, especially, they're not having it, bro. And they should why should they, bro? Do you know what I mean? So exactly. I feel like Mourinho Mourinho's got more time. I feel like he might be on borrowed time, but you know what? That Carabao Cup is key, bro. If he wins it, I'm not gonna lie, I think he might stay. Well that's why I think he could walk that's the way one way he could walk out of this with like a bit of pride if he done that and K and he can have all his little like you know he loves to be the man man of the show, like main man, and be, can be like, oh, I brought this trophyless club a trophy for the first time in however long, and then can resign, and then he, because he like, the only way he's gonna it's gonna end is 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 badly. Like I, I can't see any way out of it for him, and I think the more it gets like this, the more toxic he gets, the more he starts blaming players, calling out players, like, um because he doesn't want to look like he's the failure and if he wins that cup maybe that's just best for everyone and he can like say he done he done all this at a, at a trophyless club and then leave and then we can go and progress and actually play better better style of football 
I agree with you. Obviously, I'm not a Spurs fan, but I would have to agree that Mourinho's got to go. I think he can end on a high with that trophy, but I think yeah. he, like, he's still got to go out the door. All right, cool. Bro, I've got another question for you because I feel like this is the big question with Spurs right now. Yeah, go on, bro. As a, I know you're a Spurs fan, but I feel like you're a Harry Kane fan as well. For sure. All right. I'm going to ask you, do you think in summer that Kane should leave? So, obviously, if I was Kane, I think that's that's an easy question. Like I think everyone can see. Obviously, I don't want him to leave. But if he wants to go and achieve things, I don't think he's got time to wait now for another project. Like... I think he saw Mourinho coming in as, all right, this is when we're going to kick on and we're going to go and win all the things I want to win in my career. Um, because he, he obviously grew under Poch and then came into his prime, kind of typical prime age when Mourinho came in yeah. and probably expected a lot better. Um, but the only... There's two things which I think could persuade him to... Not persuade him to stay, but cause him to stay. One is... Um, COVID, meaning that I don't know if anyone can afford him. And I also don't think that Levy will sell to another Prem team. So I think if he goes, I think he'll have to go abroad. Um, I don't, I, he's he's on a, what, three years left in his contract. I don't think, I think Levy will say, yeah, you can leave for, for a certain price, what, like over 150 million and it will have to be abroad. He's going to drag it with the price, bro. Yeah, 100. And he's English as well. That always adds like, what, 20, 30 million. He's going to price him out. He's going to price him out. He's going to add English tax on. He's going to add Spurs tax, add everything on. It's going to come to 200 mil, bro. Something stupid. Yeah, but, he's on an asset, isn't it? Like, and and, yeah. and Levy, Levy's not one to, to budge either. Also, the other thing I was going to say is that I think he might settle to stay just because he can beat the... The Shearer record. Well, I was gonna say, I was gonna ask you, yeah, because you said he's he um you think he should go abroad, right? So I'm guessing to Spain, right, to Madrid or Barca, probably Madrid, right? If you're if you're thinking Spain, yeah. But I would say, surely he's got that Shearer record in his mind. He thinks, yeah, I can beat this, I can break this. I have to, I want to move, but it has to be in the prem. I don't think he goes abroad, though. I think if he's if he stays in the prem, um, he might stay at, at Spurs, but I don't think he goes abroad. I think he stays at Spurs before he goes. Uh, abroad I think That's, it's I don't think I don't yeah I don't think he wants to I don't think he definitely doesn't want to go abroad I think he's made for the Prem this is where he's made his name I'm not that he couldn't go and kill it wherever he goes I think literally in, in any other team I think he does what he's doing or more likely even better I, like in, in Bayern's team I think he bags disgusting amount of goals like silly goals bro and City was the one that I think he's most suited to I think if if he went to City, they're they're in need of a striker. He can do everything that what they have now can do and better. And the amount of chances they create, I think he would break all kind of records there. But I just don't think Levy will sell to another Prem team. I, I, I don't know though. I, I I mean we'll see in the summer, won't we? If it. I think when you look at when you look at his track record, it's 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 not like Levy to let. Him just go to a to a big boy club, one of like maybe a club that's in a better position than Spurs right now, and just strengthen them even more, like a um, a United or a City. But on the City point that you just made about him, you think that'd be a good fit for him? I actually disagree, bro. You hear me? Hear me on this point, right? Obviously, I'm a United fan. I love Kane, so I would love for him to come. But 
agendas aside, all that bias aside, right? I actually think that him and De Bruyne don't work. Clash a bit. I don't think they work as well as Haaland and De Bruyne. I see what I see exactly what you're saying, yeah. But I think Kane's so good that I I I agree. I mean, I agree. I think I think I mean he can he can fit into any team really, can't he? But but what what you're saying is that that Haaland's very good in behind and in those those channels between the fullback and the centre back, and the Bruyne will, will will pick him out every time. But I think with all the Ball, all the ball that they have in the final third and all those cutbacks and 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 every all those different kinds of chances they create I think that is just Kane's bread and butter like just like he obviously this season he's dropped in a lot I think at City he'd go back to being a pure nine and just and just bag for fun but I think wherever he goes he's gonna he'd be successful but I just I just I just don't know if I can see it man but we'll see won't we I think I think he still backs Mourinho because I think he does want to win at Tottenham. But I think maybe if Mourinho goes, he thinks that's time now. But I don't know. I can't see him forcing a move. Like I, I don't know if he's that kind of player. Like, and but you know we'll what? see him. Spurs and he loves the fans. That's the thing. I feel like maybe he, he might not do that. But I feel like behind closed doors, he might put a bit of pressure on to Levy. But um, this is what I'm saying. Like what I've said about I think Haaland suits uh, City more, right? Because the boy, I feel like Kane wants to do everything in it, and I feel like he can do everything. I said before um, when I guessed it on the other the agenda pod, I said that Kane is an elite number nine and an elite number ten, and at Spurs he can be the ten, he can be the nine, but at City it's the Bruyne. The Bruyne is the creator. It's his team. Kane comes in, it's not his team, but at United. I think if Kane comes in, it's his team. Kane would be by far our best player. Like, no, better, 100%, bro. Better than Pogba. I love Pogba, but Kane is better than Pogba, right? He would be our best player. He would be our man, especially when you add what we're talking about, English tax. He's English, United, media tax, bro. You know how the media love us off, bro. They're, they're itching for Bruno to be that guy. He's not really that guy. He's he's yeah. in the But when you kind of look a bit closer, you think, oh, he's a, he's a good player, but he's not. One of the fa- he's not the face of the league, right? But Kane can take that title. He can be that guy. He can be Mr. Premier League at United. Do you know what I'm saying? And that's just from like a PR standpoint. When you talk about on the pitch, I think Bruno, he, he can unlock his goal-scoring uh, potential with Kane dropping in and Bruno going and being the last man, going on uh, that last man run, um, breaking the defensive line. I think he'd get a shit ton of goals like that. I think Rashford from the left coming in when Kane, he could, Rashford would be Kane's new human song. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, 100. And I feel like if we get a right wing, I know like United fans, this is all we talk about. Who's the next right winger, right? Is it Rafinha? Is it Pedro Neto? Is it Ahmad? Is it Sancho? Is it bloody, bro, we got man talking about Palestri, bro. Some Palestri. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nah, I've seen it. But you know what I mean? Everyone is just itching for a right winger at United, isn't it? So yeah. if we if we kind of get one one of one of those white right wingers and we have um, Rashford on the left, Kane dropping in, bro, it's got crazy crazy potential. You, I think you think you have funds to um, get a right winger striker and a centre back in, nah, or just you you just don't really turn your nose up at at Kane if you if you get the chance to sign him right and you just you just prioritise that. 
in my opinion, a lot of uh, United fans disagree with me because I talk about one in Declan Rice and loads of United fans disagree with me on that. But um, Kane, I feel like there's players, right, that are in that tier where you don't say no. So I think Haaland's one of them. I think if Haaland, we have the legit chance to sign Haaland, we sign him. I think if we have the legit chance to sign Kane, we sign him, right? I don't know. I feel like Sancho's not quite... Uh, I don't know. Uh, he should be, though. He should be in that in that category, innit? He really should be. But then, Yeah, I think he is, man. I think he's had a stop-start. Yeah, he might yeah. be. And then, for me, I have another... A, a little group here, right? Where we can kind of grab maybe two in the same window and maybe we fill a few more gaps, but maybe we don't fill them with that superstar. So I think someone like Rafinha comes in, who's a great player, but he's not quite, you know, a, a superstar Kane Haaland, right? Yeah. He comes in, yeah, but then right. he's, he's not super expensive. So we still got a bit of peace to bring maybe Declan Rice, if we can sort a Lingard thing out, but bring in a DM, right? That has potential to be world-class. And then maybe bring in some right-back cover for Wambasako or a replacement, or maybe even a centre-back, like a 30-mil centre-back, 40-mil centre-back. I feel like we could go down either route. I think with a logical head-on, we go down the right route and we talk about filling more holes, right? And having a more balanced team, so a DM and a right wing. But then me, I know my love for Kane, I'm taking Kane, bro, over that. Do you know what I mean? I, I need to, if you had Kane this year, you challenge City for sure. That's, a, that's how many more points he'd win you. But it is more logical to fill because you all there's always going to be that that superstar to to go and get. I feel like there's always there's always elite strikers about that you have to pay 150 million for or whatever. And with your funds, you're always um, and your revenue, you always have enough to go and do that. But I feel like for you, there's more pressing issues than than going to get a striker now. And yeah, I feel I like you address those before. And there's 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 always, do you know what I mean? There's always those elite strikers um, of every age group. Obviously, Haaland and Mbappe and people like that are, are a cut above and you can't always sign those. But there's always going to be a, a top, top Premier League nine that you can sign. Yeah, no, nah, that's an interesting take because obviously you're not a United fan, so it's interesting like what someone from the outside looking in thinks. Um, nah, but yeah, thank you for asking that question, bro. Um, I'm gonna have to round it off. I'm. Uh, ooh, now nah, I've got a question. I, I'm. A, I need a short answer, though. Yeah. A club comes in with a 60 mil bid for Son right now in summer. Do you take it? Nah, nah. Um. Not this year. I would probably say potentially next year because you you want to kind of sell before he declines. Um, but he's cut. Well, he's in his pretty much prime now. What, he's twenty eight or something like that. Um, I how old is he? I think he's twenty nine. Yeah, yeah. I think the thing with Son is he has these purple patches and like he looks like the best winger in the world for a month and then goes missing for a month and that's always been him and I think that always will be him um but he does a lot of the time turn up in big games um so it's not like he hides it's just he seems to go through these patches of just just kind of drifting out of games not even like missing big chances or anything like that he just he just seems to drift out of games 
Um, so that's what I think separates him from and Mbappe's Sal- and yeah. Salas, who just are machines, right? And he he's a machine for a month and then does yeah, nothing for a month. And uh, that's just kind of him, I think. But he, we we can't get better now. For for I think sixty million is still not enough for him. I think he's in this day and age, sixty mil, bro. Sixty mil will get you an average centre mid in these in these times, bro. Exactly. Not exactly. even not even a game changer like that. All right. And with our recruitment, with our recruitment, I don't trust them to go and sign someone. You bro, you might you might spend sixty mil on another Bergwijn, bro. Yeah, know? exactly. Exactly. I'm looking around. It's hard to replace a, someone like a son right now, especially if you don't get Champions League. But nah, I, I thought I'd just throw that in there just to see where your head's at. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give you, to round it off, I'm going to give you one scenario, bro. This scenario yeah. is kind of confusing. I need to kind of pat it in my head right now, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start talking. It might take me a while to get there, but I'm going to put a scenario in your head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. The season ends. Mourinho doesn't get top four. But um, you win the Carabao. He's won it. He doesn't get top four, right? But he gets sacked. So you've got a trophy. Uh, You've not got top four. And you've got Mourinho out, right? So you've kind of got two out of three. You've got a good... Like, you'll take it the way the season's gone, right? Yeah, yeah. But Kane leaves. And you've got no Champions League. You get like 120 mil for him. But by Levy, he slaps it all in his back pocket. He says, here's the fund for a new striker. And the fund is 50 mil. Yeah. Do you take that scenario? What? And 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 only 50 million of it is spent? Only spend 50 mil. You can only spend 50 mil on Kane's replacement, bro. But Mourinho's gone, bro. Mm. Well, and 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 without that, he he's not guaranteed gone, or he stays. What well, uh, Mourinho? Yeah. Now nah, Mourinho stays, bro. If you don't if you don't take that deal, Mourinho stays, bro. I think I'll take it. That's how that's how firmly um Mourinho out right now. I I do like I love Kane, and I do want him to go and achieve, but at the same time, you don't want to go and see him go and achieve while we're in like turmoil like like falling off I want I obviously I love him to achieve at Tottenham but I don't I can't see it happening now mm. um but I think if he stays and Mourinho stays I also don't think we're going to achieve anyway yeah so I would say yeah I would and say now, probably yeah nowadays in the social media era you you get away with supporting players and you don't even need to support teams now bro I'm I'm I'm, I'm always talking about Juve <laughs> Like, I gotta pretend I support Juve, bro, because of Ronaldo. Like, how draining that is. Do you know what I'm saying? That's draining. And a terrible season, isn't it? Exactly. You could just you could just be a full time Kane fan nowadays. Anyway. No, I can think of some players that some strikers that we could go for if Kane leaves and still have money to spare. But no one's gonna bring what he brings. Of course, no one, no one's anywhere near him. But the same way Liverpool. Obviously, Coutinho wasn't as good as Kane, but when they saw Coutinho, they went and built around, Not they didn't replace him directly, they went and built a team with that money. And I think, not that I would want this, but I think if he did go, I think we'd be able to do that. All right, cool. All right. 
Well, I'm going I'm to leave it at that. Thank you so much for coming on the pod, bro. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, love for having me, bro. Okay, that's a wrap. Episode 2 the I Saw Quince podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed. This was a long one, man. If you're still here, bloody hell. Give yourself a pat on the back, man. Um, yeah, as always, give me feedback. Let me know what I can do better. Um, obviously, if you're still here, apologies for the audio quality in the calls. I mean, there's nothing I can do in it. It's just how it goes um, on like Skype and that. And then COVID, it is what it is, isn't it? But as soon as I can, I'm going to get people uh, live into the flesh and the convo will be much smoother, the audio will be much better. But it is what it is, so bear with me, guys. Um, And thank you for tuning in. See you guys next week.